0: evening and welcome to episode 62 of So What's Been Happening. It is September the 30th, Thursday night. Uh, this is an, an incredible feeling. Uh, that's all I can say. Um, what's this feeling, you ask? It's a feeling I've never felt before. Um, it's a feeling of victory. Uh, the sweetest victory of all. The passion that comes with following a sporting club is very different to the sweet success um, you have in business, you have in life, you have when you are blessed enough to have young children born into your life. Um, When you get married, uh, one of the most beautiful, sweetest days of all time. But I can tell you now, this raises the bar. Um, I want more of this feeling. incredible how greedy you become when your team finally wins one. Um, As a junior, as a kid, I saw plenty of premierships won or championships won by my Melbourne Storm, one of my favourite teams in rugby. Obviously, the Los Angeles Lakers are a massive love of mine in the NBA. And there's been others, um, Chicago Blackhawks in the NHL, the Boston Red Sox in the MLB, But in amongst that, here we are, our own love, our local sport, Australian rules football. The mighty Melbourne Demons, 12 premierships in all their years. And it's been a long time. 57 years to be exact. This is an incredible feeling for so many people. There's generations of people that can absorb this now that have never known this feeling. I always got told by friends of mine that this this feeling's incredible and I always dreamed of that one day. That day's come. And on last Saturday, oh, I still pinch myself waking up every morning thinking, "Was that real? Did this happen? Oh, how good is this feeling? So, let's talk about the feeling. Let's talk about the show. Let's talk about all the great things that have come with this show. So what's been happening, 62 episodes today. Makes me reflect on what a fun time it's been. Trials and tribulations of life through COVID, but there's been many people reach out uh, and touch base with us. The only reason we first started the show was just to reach out to people and say that it's okay. And if we're here, me and a few other friends are here, just to jump on and have a chat at any time. We've talked to many musicians who have struggled, um, we've talked to artists, we've talked to sporting friends, and we look forward to talking to so many more. So let's get into the show and celebrate the mighty demons. How good is this? Let's do this. Here we are, cuz.
1: Hello, mate fantastic words mate I am I am so happy for you and as you are well aware a bet's a bet so for a week I'm gonna adopt a demon just, get out a board, red wine. <laughs> just have a quick nibble on the cheese platter
0: beautiful
1: beautiful mate your words were fantastic mate As lucky enough to see my side of the bombers win a couple of flags. The euphoria for the Melbourne supporters, the most common thing that I've heard them say to me, and my mother's a Melbourne supporter, um, my in-laws are both Melbourne supporters, and my stepdaughter's a Melbourne supporter, as you're aware, most of them, as you said, still now, what, nearly a week after the event, are still pinching themselves, did that actually happen? And I think not only the fact that it happened, but the pure... um, I suppose power that was played in the convincing way that it did happen in the end. Once after sort of half of the third quarter, that's probably the most amazing thing. Not only did you just fall over the line, you dominated. So, madam, yeah. as I said, for a week, and you'll see, you'll see some photos by the time we do our next show next week, where I will take my lovely t-shirt and put it into places where possibly it shouldn't go, but we'll see that next week. <laughs>
2: Well,
0: welcome aboard, mate, and uh, I know you're a passionate bomber.
1: Let's bring on another passionate bomber.
0: I'm surrounded by him, but I'm glad that uh, you're all part of the Demon family at the moment. How are you, lovey? Welcome back, mate. Hi,
3: hey, mate. How are you? Cars? how are you?
1: Lovey, good, mate.
3: <laughs> bit toey like you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, first of all, I need to disclose what sort of cheese you've got there, Cars, because I'm tipping it could be just a Safeway $7 cheddar block.
1: Actually, Mercy Valley tasty, mate. If you must know, <laughs> <laughs> only the best of the mate. demons, mate. Only the Mercy
3: Valley tasty. <laughs> Sounds like it's something from the hospital. That's okay.
1: Um,
3: I as it's, uh, I'm very very happy for you. There's quite a few Melbourne supporters that I know as well, and uh, it's funny how sport, in fact, infects us all. It impacts us all, and it, Probably more so, like you say, about lockdown and COVID and where everyone's at mentally with, with everything that's going on. The one thing we've held on to is our sport. And um, I think, you know, even more so when your team's winning, it gives you something for the week. And, um, yeah, it, it's 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 really good to see. And it's, it, it's great to see clubs tick off their, uh, their droughts as well. So, you know... As much as I want to see us win it every year, I suppose we all want to kill it or to win the next one if I get the chance. Um, but uh, what, a, what a, it was a great game, what a great game! I, I think I recall halfway through the third, I thought, "No, it's just not their time." And I just did not. I've been the form of footy like you for years, and I no one saw that coming. No one saw. No one saw. Everyone thought the Melbourne would have had one last crack you know, to stay in the game, but not to, you know, first of all, not to kick three three goals real quick to get it even in another four within three minutes at the end of the third. And you thought, wow, they've gone from, they've gone from uh, basically walking off empty handed within eight minutes. They're, they're just red hots and they just kept on going on with it. And um, it's just really nice to see a lot of people happy about that. Uh, and not just Melbourne supporters, mate, I think, you know, uh, a lot of people were very, very happy to see it happen and, Probably for the next few days, I've still back that way. Uh, And like cars, for a week, bet's a bet, happy to wear it. But um, my one the premiers, I too will wear it in places that no one else dares to go over the next week. So we'll we'll see how that transpires. But be aware, Aaron, be aware. This is is my warning for you already. I
0: suppose that's a fun part. If effect. you are
3: arrogant if you are arrogant about this, Aaron, in any way, shape or form, I will slap you down. If you think you're wanting more and more premierships, you are gonna be hated this time or this time next week, you're neither hated. Just just be aware of that. You've done your drought, you've done your drought, you've won your flag, and now it's back to well, back off to your snowfields if you're not performing by mid May, mid May June next year. So well done, mate, cherish it. Um, we're all square <laughs> this time next week. Now, yes, is now um, a
1: good time as to mention, obviously, the wager that myself and Lovely lost. Is it now a good time to mention the other part of the wager that we that we will now, for the lovely viewers, be partaking in this evening? Is it a good time to bring that up? Would you like to bring it up? Yeah, a bit why later?
0: not? No, no, you can you can lead us off with it, and then we'll kick it off a little bit later.
1: Unfortunately, and it may surprise people viewing this, my mouth got me in a little bit of trouble again. And as a result of losing a bet, myself and the giggling one in the T-shirt and the cap, drinking the Coke, have to devour at some stage through the evening tonight six pickled onions each. You say pickled onions and you all think that's the things that used to be at the fish and chip shop. These lovely ladies.
2: Now, Unfortunately...
1: Because I'm a, a wise man, I had a little taster beforehand, fair to say it hasn't gone down real well, and we'll just <laughs> see how it happens going forward, <laughs> so apologies to anyone who's coming on the show for the first time tonight, and you'll watch Alan and I make, sorry, lovely to dob you in here, but complete fools of ourselves, and then maybe vomit at some stage, but thankfully, as are pretty quick on the buttons, and they'll be able to maybe <laughs> delete or put the disclaimer up at some stage
0: yes yeah, um, we will do that we will do that it's exciting yep. that's for sure it's exciting for me to see you boys honour uh, bets luckily um, the bets that Dave Cosma and I made uh, we lucked it we lucked it let's say um, and they didn't have to come to fruition but to be fair to you guys uh, thanks for honouring those bets and, and I look forward to seeing those happen during this evening. but uh, just on that we obviously have a few special guests that we've had uh, I shot out a text message and I really appreciate the love that I've had um, from friends family mates that I haven't caught up with for a long time um, reaching out and saying yeah mate I'll come on or have a chat or I'll post a comment or whatever so that's really nice that we're we're opening and spreading the network um, I know one of them is a friend of yours cuz uh, you go back a fair way with I look forward to chatting to him very shortly Uh and let's, let's kick off with, uh, we're actually going to bring, first first of all, we're going to bring on um, last week's, one of last week's special guests. Uh, this is a demon that I'm super excited about. Um, he's, a, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, you know who it is, uh, Clint Bartram. Um, uh, he must be just absolutely on top of the world, I'm sure, no doubt. Let's just have a. Quick second clip because if he could recapture this little moment right now, I'm sure he'd love to. Polo
4: kept alive by Seller. They get a bit of a look. Is a Bartram bursting through?
2: Right foot banana. Unbelievable goal! Unbelievable goal!
0: Let's bring him on in Bartram. No way, champion.
5: Good, mate. How are you?
0: Good, mate. Welcome back.
5: <laughs> mate, you're not going to be able to have me on anymore. I think you've well and truly run through every highlight I, uh, I had in my career, so I won't be able to come back on, know. otherwise you're going to have repeats.
0: That's all right, mate. Um, let's Let's put it down to the, the footage wasn't as good back then. They just didn't capture as, not, as many of them. But, you, mate, you had plenty of highlights. Put it this way. You had a lot more highlights than I did, mate, so... <laughs> any highlights Any highlights that happened for me were just flashing through someone in the crowd, holding up a banner or a sign or, or crying. Um, so it's, uh, it's good to have you back, mate. How does it feel, bud?
5: Oh, mate, unbelievable. Well, I, was, I was talking to um, a couple of mates earlier in the week um, who are also ex-players, and um, we were just going through you know the different emotions that you go through. And um, I think once you move out of a football club, it's always part of you. Uh, it's always going to be in your DNA, and there's always going to be a real um, love and um, uh, you know, a real soft spot for for where you've been. And uh, to see the amount of joy that it's brought to all the Melbourne fans is is unbelievable. And yeah, uh, you know, I couldn't be happier for the boys, but I couldn't be happy for anyone who's who supports the club or anyone who's been involved in the club. It's um, yeah, it's been a long time coming, and um, it's one of those feelings in uh, in life that you get is just pure joy. So absolutely ecstatic, mate!
0: You've obviously been involved in AFL footy for a while, mate, and to see some of the smiles on people's faces of generations, um, I, you know, I heard Robbo talking about it during the week. He he would just have been loved to have been able to give that to the fans so many years ago, but it still yeah. feels so humble to have played some sort of part in that uh, along the way and building building this demons resilience, I guess you say, as, mm-hmm. as generations of demons are coming through. But what a great feeling and an exciting time to represent the club, mate, as an next demon.
5: Probably something that you become more of a, um, you know, more of a fanboy the more you go through. And for me, you know, by the way that the club played, the way that the club represented itself in all aspects, you know, on and off the field, it, it felt like such an inc- uh, inclusive um club to be part of for that you know for the whole finals campaign which is an absolute credit to, to everyone in the Melbourne footy club but um you're right there's there's not a lot of people that get to play in a uh, in an AFL premiership and you can see um that absolute elation that's gone through the club um and as you know Robbo would have put it perfectly but for me I'm incredibly envious that those boys uh, got to live a childhood dream of mine um but again, couldn't be prouder and, and and couldn't be more happy for everyone that was involved.
0: I'm just going to flash up a, a pick from from the good old days, mate. Um, this was a a, <laughs> a trip heading up to Sydney as a young demon. Um, good mate of ours, in the, or two mates of ours in the background, uh, Craig Baldwin and and a friend of mine, Dave Causey. And we're just going to bring Dave on, who's who's a super passionate uh, demon mate and. He's, uh, he's got some incredible memorabilia, mate. So I just want to bring him on and have a quick good day. Awesome. How are you, Dave? Hey, good, Aaron. How are you? Yeah, very good, mate. Um, how good's this feeling? Oh, uh, think... as a long, long-serving demon supporter, mate, and, and Mate,
6: and, and thanks for putting that photo up. I reckon that's probably thirty years ago when we first <laughs> when we th- first met. And you know, and, uh, you and I have been to a lot of interstate trips and a lot of games of footy. And I've watched the replay five or six times, mate. I still can't believe it. It's um, uh, it's an awesome experience, awesome feeling. Uh, I've probably been to about 20 grand finals in my life, maybe more. And every time they present the cup and the medals, I stand there going, crikey, Jesus, one day, please be me. Now, obviously, disappointed we couldn't be there. Um, and I, I've been to about 700 games of AFL, Melbourne games, and 50 interstate trips and that sort of stuff. And, yeah, I... A bit pissed I wasn't there, but I wouldn't swap it for the world, mate. It was bloody awesome. Yep.
0: Yeah. If I if I had it said to you, you can have two options, mate. You can play at the ground and lose, or you can sit at home in a comfy chair with your family and watch the demons get home. There's no there's no question, is there?
6: Uh, no, not at all. And uh, I've had so many uh, – and you're probably the same, mate. We, I had so many messages pre-grand final, during and post – and quite a few people said, how the hell didn't you manage to get your way in there? And uh, I can tell you, I applied to every state and territory to try and get permits to get in. And I wasn't like those other two blokes that managed to forge some documents, allegedly. Um, but, you know, I, I I did everything I could. From a long way out, we knew we couldn't be there, so you know, I was at peace with it and um yeah, I, I kept telling people if you told me at the start of the season you could go to every game of the season except one and that's a grand final and see your team win. Yeah, I'll take it every time.
0: Yeah, we uh, we definitely had some great memories back in the day, mate. Um, and one of those memories is obviously having Clint as a past player. Um, he was a fantastic player and, and honoured enough to wear the, the famous number three at the Demons. Clint, it was yeah, a great yeah. time, mate. Tell us a little bit about your memories of... Of Clint, and um, I'm sure you guys will say good day to each other.
6: Yeah, good day, Clint. How you going, mate? And and I have touched base with you. You might be able to see in the background a few footy jumpers that um, I've got framed up on the wall. And I'll quickly really awesome. spin the room around if I can. Oh wow! And the room, the room's bloody covered with jumpers. I don't know how how well you That's can busy. see that on in the footage, but I've got about 38 framed jumpers on the wall. Uh, Where? Wow. 250 odd player issue jumpers, and um, I have reached out to you, Clint, mate. And uh, we can touch base again shortly, some stage, no yeah, doubt. Absolutely, but, mate. Um, I do have one of yours, I got a 2006 Heritage jumper of yours. It was a- actually the number 19, not the three before ah, you switched across. So, um, no, it's uh, it's, it's a huge passion of mine, the club, and uh, you know, we, we've been able to trace back the Melbourne support in our family back to 1897. So, my grandfather's father was a Melbourne supporter and it's gone all the way through. And my son's just as passionate and Aaron probably won't believe just how passionate he knows how passionate I am, but he's just as bad as I am, if not worse. Um, so now we love going interstate together. We've done a, a heap of trips. We went to the first 10 rounds, which included three games this year um, interstate and uh, then rounds 15 to 17 with another interstate game. So we didn't miss any games that we could have gone to. Uh, so no it's a, a yeah again a massive feeling and certainly remember you're running around mate in both 19 and three and kicking a few here and there and that's uh, good to see you
5: hey, what an awesome collection you got in the background it's uh seriously impressive yeah you got, no, more, a, you you got yeah. more jumpers than i've probably worn in my entire uh football career, even when i was the junior
6: <laughs> oh no the it, it gets bloody expensive I can tell you but that's that that's all good so you know I've, I've tried to collect some uh, a couple of each uh, each jumper they've worn since the first game I went to which was in 1978 so um, you yeah, know I'll throw a few stats at you they've, they've worn about 123 different jumpers in that time and I've there's probably only seven that I need to get to have one of each of those so um, it's a challenge to get some of the older ones, which again, I'll tap yeah. into you a bit later on, but, um, it's, uh, um, no, certainly passionate. I've got a couple of good mates who, um, we call ourselves hardcore collectors and we work together to try and get more and more into our, you know, our books. And one of my mates actually picked up one. He's been chasing for quite some time. It's a one that's been pretty tough to find. So, um, we have a lot of fun and a lot of banter and it's, um, uh, it's just another one of those things that the footy club brings together people to yeah. um, share a, a, a support and a passion.
5: Oh, they're unbelievable places. I think we talked about it on the last uh, time you had me on AC. It's just how good uh, sporting clubs are to be around, whether it's football, basketball, cricket, whatever it is, you get a, a real camaraderie that goes around. And um, for me, like I, I'm similar, mate. I, you know, I've got a real love for football. i I, I love the fact that, you know, my family is 100% invested in the Melbourne Footy Club. I've got my little nephew who's five who stayed up um, to watch the granny and he was up at six o'clock the next morning watching a game pretending uh, he's Coszy Pickett and Petrarca and all these guys. And, uh, you yeah, know, it's unbelievable that you can pass that on down the generation. So it's awesome to hear that that's, you know, that's been the case in your family too. Yeah,
6: no, nah, it isn't. Uh, look, Mike, my- can't convince my wife, but she much prefers. She's a Hawthorne supporter, but she's not overly passionate, and she, um, I think, she prefers when Melbourne wins because she knows we come home with a smile on our face. So, you
5: um, have <laughs> obviously convinced her well enough to deck your house out in uh, in full demons gear.
6: Yeah, uh, you know, it's creeping up. This is it. This is the pool room, and one of the benefits of COVID, I'm working from home at the moment, so I uh-huh. actually get to spend a bit more time in here. And uh, the last, you know, three or four weeks being locked in here doing work. Um, it's pretty hard to take and, and now with what's happened on the weekend It's it's starting to fill up with a bit of extra memorabilia Which is, again, starting to get a bit costly But we'll, um, <laughs> we'll do something about that at some stage
0: yeah. Yes, it's uh, as we've always said Or have been saying on this show in the, for the last few weeks It's an exciting time to be a demon, that's for sure um, Let's bring up a couple of our other uh, token demons for a week but um, You never know, they might hang around Who knows? Welcome back,
3: lovey. Hey,
5: boys. Clint, how are you, mate? Hey, lovey. What's happening, mate? Long time no speak. Yeah, I
3: know. Best mates. (laughs) uh, How
6: are you, Dave? Good to meet you, mate. Yeah, likewise, guys. And and thanks for finally putting on a a decent set of T-shirts, boys.
1: (laughs) No, no, we've we've, we've both done it, Dave. G'day, Clint. Good to see you again, mate. What's up, Ed? Oh, mate, it's, it's just fantastic for you, for you as a former player, Clint. Dave, obviously your passion is probably equal more so than Az's, and it's just fantastic to see. And obviously, loving and I, we lost the bet. So there's the shirts, <laughs> there's your store. We've got to wear them for a week and we've got to eat some pickled onions a bit later on. So by all means, hang around and watch us make fools of ourselves for a Mate, good cause. Pick- yeah. pick-
5: pickled onions when I was a kid were my all-time favourite go-to snack. <laughs>
1: And
3: there and that's you why you played for Melbourne when you did.
2: So,
3: <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, yeah, no, I had I, I had I had one or two as a kid, and uh, just just they're all forms are wrong, uh, particularly <laughs> when you have them straight out of the jar. Uh, so yeah, that's going to be a bit gut wrenching. But I'm, I'm I'm so impressed by Dave's collection there. You haven't even, you haven't won a flag until one week ago. What what's, what is the house going to actually look like? That you've actually got a premiership? Is it going to double? Is it? What, what's going to happen, mate?
6: Yeah, I uh, I haven't yet broached that subject with the good lady wife. Um, <laughs> uh, she she's a bit a bit concerned and a bit worried about the bank balance. It's uh, it's dropping a little bit as we speak. You know, there's um premiership posters coming out in my backside. There's um uh it, you know there's Hopefully, some footy jumpers that are up for auction that I'll be manage to snavel one, but yeah you know, a bit concerned about what uh, dollars they're gonna fetch. Um, uh, you know she, she, she she's a beauty. she 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 puts in in the calendar as soon as the fixture comes out in October or November. She marks down when Melbourne's playing and just knows not to organize anything. so um, <laughs> and you knew that from a long way out. Aaron, I reckon I met her not far up, back in ninety one as well, mate, which is about the time. We probably um, were, were mucking around a bit together in uh, interstate trips and uh, at cheer squad days. So um, yeah. she's known what it's like. She knew what she was getting into, and she still is, strangely enough.
1: <laughs> uh, D- Dave and Clint, Lovey and I, have spoken as a couple of times since we made a point of not speaking to him, sort of post game or during the game, because I can imagine a little bit on edge. But when did you guys sort of realize, like that that moment when you know? shit, we're going to win this. Like, how did that feel for you guys?
6: Oh, for, for, for me, um, when when they got 19 points down, my young bloke, he's well, he's young, he's 21, but he was sitting on the couch and he, he went a bit quiet and I said, mate, this ain't over yet. Um, this is as close as I've seen a Melbourne grand final. We, you know, SN in 2000 and Hawthorne in 88, we were out of it in the first 15, 20 minutes really. Um, but I've, I think Clint mentioned it. They've just had that desire, that passion, that team-first attitude for the whole season. I, I just, I actually didn't doubt that they would get there for some reason. Which, for someone who's followed them for you know forty-three year consecutive member, I've never said that about a Melbourne team. No offense, Clint. Um, but it, it's it's <laughs> just <take> been it. <laughs> one of those things that you could you could go to the footy when. They were playing ordinary, and you just knew straight away that oh, this is going to be a long day. But I haven't felt that at all this year. Um, and that 90 seconds with you know it, in the last 90 seconds of the th- third quarter, again, I've watched it five or six times. I still can't work out what the bloody hell happened. It was just amazing. And then they kicked another one in the first minute of the, the last quarter, and I, I think that's when I thought, crikey, this is done. We're we might run away with it here. And yeah, they did.
5: I wasn't too nervous or concerned any part of the game, to be honest. I, I sort of thought they were out playing them a long way through. And sometimes in games, it just takes a few things to click. And I think when Harmsy sort of came through and hit Fritch, you know, on a nice 45 kick going into 50, that's when I sort of thought that, you know, that's a turning point of confidence when, you know, the team starts to, starts to gel a bit more and, Sometimes you're just looking for that rhythm in a game, and I think that was for me was was the turning point where I thought, all right, if they win the next centre clearance after that, you know that they've then got the you know the momentum, and momentum's a massive thing in sport, um, and it's one of the hardest things to stop in sport as well. Once uh, any team's got that that uh, run on um, as an opposition, it's bloody hard to stop. And I, and to be honest, I thought that the doggies were probably they were, you know they looked like they were done mentally. And um, so, yeah, I was, as I said, pretty confident even, you know, even in that um, second and third quarter, I wasn't, I wasn't too stressed, to be honest.
0: Right. What I want to do to start with is, uh, is just go back a little bit and just, just come back to where the Demons have been. Um, and we're going to play a few vids along the way as we talk here. Um, but we're going to go all the way back to a long time ago when we first got the last
2: victory.
7: There's the siren. Melbourne wins 8-16-64 to Collingwood's
0: 8 12 that was a long time ago, wasn't it? 64. Um, and then from there, obviously, we, we progressed to a couple of heartache periods. Um, one that you boys will enjoy, I'm sure, being Bombers boys. But let's go to one that I'll, I'll never forget. And this was my only good memory of this day was Ben Johnson. Uh, winning the 100-metre sprint, and even that got taken off him. So um, here we are, 1988.
8: <laughs> We're out of time in the grand final.
0: Yes, 1988. Boy, that one that one hurt pretty hard as well. Um,
2: I hate that one. Then into phone.
0: 2000. In the 2000, obviously, Clint, uh, you touched on and and told us last week that you were a bomber at the time, bomber fan. Um, And at 2000, this is what happened.
7: You could argue forever who is the best team of all time, but as Jason said earlier, this is the best season we've ever seen.
2: Kevin Sheedy joins Dick Reynolds.
0: Boys, just tell us a little bit about 2000 for you guys. Um, obviously, Clint, you're a fan of the game at that point. So let's kick off with you. Just, to, How old were you in 2000 uh, and what was that feeling like?
5: Yeah, I was 12. There. The funny thing is I was actually born 88 as well. So for me, I've probably had a, uh, a few things that happened through <laughs> Melbourne's uh, <laughs> misfortune. The Clint um, Parking curse. Yeah, it's been lifted finally. Um, it's funny though. I was saying to um, I was having a chat to my mum, and I and I said to her, "You know, it's the first time that I've actually been able in you know in my adult life, or in you know certainly as I've sort of matured and and got in more into footy, been able to sit through a grand final and actually genuinely bag for a team." Um, and that's something I was always envious of. You know, Hawthorn and Geelong and all those teams that regularly got there. Um, and I'd always just hope that, you know, we'd get the opportunity to, to get to the big dance again and, um, to win one in such emphatic style as, you know, as you guys said, it would have been great to be there, but, um, I tell you what, it's bloody sweet getting on, uh, conference calls and on zoom and whatnot and everyone saying, oh, congratulations and, and, you know, well done and how bloody good are Melbourne going at the moment? Because it's been, it's been a bloody long time since that's happened. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who probably um, uh, have been slightly embarrassed to, to promote their, their love of the Melbourne footy club. And I think the beautiful thing about what it's going to do is it's going to open up a lot of uh, the younger supporter base coming through to, to really, um, I suppose, drive the club into the, you know, into the next few decades anyway. Yeah, yeah,
3: 2000, it's interesting, 2000 for me. 2000 for me was really interesting in that we'd lost 99 the year before um, mm. to Carlton. and But I always thought in ninety-four, like Carlton were the second best team by a long way. And, and they, were, they were a very good team. But I, I, I felt we were always going to have their measure. When Melbourne beat Carlton in the first week of the finals that year on, on the G, I think Brad Green, he beat his 15th game, kicked six goals or something like that. Just an absolute star. Um, I thought, you beauty, we don't have to meet Melbourne in the prelim Because I actually thought Melbourne were going to be the team that pushed us that year. I really did. And because they were just so dynamic and they were they were a bit unknown and they were just running on absolute belief for the whole year. Um, I think it turned into fumes by about halfway through the second quarter in that grand final, unfortunately for them. But, mate, that, they, were, they were bloody good then. And I was expecting them to, and to your point about complacency, maybe a bet for a club. It is hard to get back there. I, I, I thought Melbourne were going to be along with us in 2001 through to probably three, the two dominant teams, maybe that Brisbane team that was coming through. Um, both teams ever since, up until last week, haven't sniffed at anything like a grand final, apart from maybe you guys in 2018. So, um, yeah, 2000 was really, really good, I thought, for Melbourne that year. I thought that, that the, the, the stuff that Neil Danaher was teaching him was gelling by then. So mm-hmm. I thought they were on a really good, strong path. And I think they did. They, you guys just couldn't quite crack it into a prelim or a grand final from that point on through to the end of Neil's tenure.
1: Look, for me, if I was back in 2000, I was 30, and I'd been lucky enough, saw 84, 85, but also saw 83 and 90, the losses to Hawthorne and then Collingwood, like... It's still it's still an old joke. People talk about the S M hasn't won a final for seven thousand days, but the the other one is who kicked five goals in nineteen ninety, which is the Bombers. So as a Bomber supporter, that was always a hard pill to a bitter pill to swallow. But look, like Lovey said, because we'd had such a strong dominant year, you always think, oh, Melbourne are a good side. They've been well coached, well drilled. Can they beat us on the big day? As we know, history says that didn't happen. But now, I'm almost envious of you guys because if you had have said 12 months ago who's closer to the flag, it probably would have been neck and neck. But now, obviously, you have won one, and you're probably closer to another one before we are. Yeah, well,
0: uh, yeah, as şey, we know,
3: hang don't... on, hang um... on. Jeez, that t-shirt's that t- that t- starting to fry your brain a bit, Glenn. Just ease up <laughs> on that one, huh? <laughs>
1: It fits well too. Yes. Conf, com,
0: confidence is a beautiful thing, boys, and, and who knows from yep. here, right? Um, who knows from here? The one, the one you don't expect, um, potentially, like like Richmond in '17. Once they got one over the line, anything can happen. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to just go, as I said, we're going to just keep going back a little bit in where we've been as a club, um, and I'm just going to play one little it goes for about three minutes so just uh, take it easy boys have a little refreshment and we'll come back this was The Rise of the Demons
1: beautiful
2: there goes my heart be
4: And it was really another horrible footy season for the Melbourne Football Club.
1: It was to us, and you could actually, unfortunately for Melbourne, see it coming a long way out. Their trading of last year was woeful, abysmal
5: by who they identified. Then got to round one, and it just
6: got.
5: We'd like to talk about a season highlight
4: in the wash-up and Melbourne's hasn't come yet. It'll come I'm Sunday night at about 6 o'clock <laughs> with the final siren sounds on their last game for the year,
9: Done. They
5: absolutely crush your soul like they did last night. And do you know what? They're so embarrassing. I, it's moments like that last night where you sit there after the game and you go, God, it's embarrassing to go for this shit club. That's what I was thinking last night because they let everyone down.
4: Welcome everyone to the MCG, thanks for coming out today. I would like to officially welcome Paul Roos to the Melbourne Football Club as senior coach. Paul's reputation in the game and his standing is on the a premiership coach, from 56 games. His appointment is the most significant news for this
2: club for a very, very long time. T-Day
8: for the
3: Melbourne Football Club
8: oh, and that made it they're in September and they've done it in spectacular fashion. In and swim every ocean.
0: Now, to be honest um yeah 57 years and uh, something the club's been building for a long time and um that's for every fan right there Melbourne fan has been you know um, embarrassed to sort of wear the Melbourne footy club logo and um you know to put the club back on the map and to be first is um something that we've strived for for a long time and um to be a part of this is just um, yeah it's, it's unbelievable to be
2: honest yeah And uh, one thing we all
0: know is my uncle no longer and my mum no longer have to sell me hope for the Demons. Um, it's an incredible feeling. Uh, I know, Dave, um, we've, had this, we've, we've, we've been sold hope for a long time, haven't we, mate? We, how many rebuilds have we been through? Four or five-year plans that we've attended, AGMs, um, got up there by presidents and heard all the rebuilds. Um, they just never panned out, which luck plays a part for sure.
6: No, absolutely. And I was only nine when Barassi came back in 81, and I I distinctly remember a five-year plan. And you know what? He went from 11th to 11th by the time he moved on. Um, But in all seriousness, I think some of the foundations he built then to the the 86 and 87 um, and that four or five-year period in that late 80s, early 90s, I think that was probably our best chance for a while. Um, There was a little bit of, in that sort of 93, 94 period, we were okay. Um, The 2000s, early 2000s, I think we're just three or four players short. And as mentioned before, where we, you know, 2001 and two and three, we're probably okay. Well, we dropped off the cliff again. So I think that's the depth was the thing that is really important at a footy club. So uh, I was asked a heap of questions again, as I mentioned before, during the week last week where do you think Melbourne's going to win it? I said, I think, our yeah, bottom eight or 10 is better than the Bulldogs' bottom eight or 10. And that that was ultimately it in the end. You know, the, the role players like Neil Bullen and Spargo and and these types of blokes, selfless, um, just doing what they had to do. And Brayshaw's been like that all year. And I reckon, you know, he's I was a bit disappointed. He only got one vote in the Norm Smith. I thought he was outstanding on some of the things he did, instrumental. Certainly, early days to make sure that we were going where we needed to.
0: Yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I suppose there's lots of lots of uh, ups and downs we've all experienced together, and I suppose that's that's what brings us the ultimate success in the end. Is is why the victory's so sweet, right? Um, yeah. You probably look back and so many of those jumpers you've collected, mate, and over the walls um, and in, in cupboards, I'm sure that bring back so many good memories uh, of the demons, but also so many struggles. Um, and and you see some of the names that were associated to some of those moments and photos. And um, no matter who they were, mate, I was always a proud demon, and I know you were. Um, it was yeah. pretty hard to to look your kids in the eye and tell them, just, we'll be right one day, one day. We're selling Ooh. that hope, passing on that generation of hope.
6: Yeah, and 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 mine didn't really have a choice, and either do the nieces and nephews. So I, I buy eight eight memberships a year, and um one of the best photos I got on Saturday uh, Saturday morning was from my um my sister-in-law and her five or six year old daughter, all dressed up in her Melbourne gear, and I thought ah done I've done my job there. So that that was awesome. And some of the footage that you showed earlier, you know the the hundred and eighty odd point loss down at Geelong. Um, 140-point loss against Essen. But I've never left a game early. Um, and that day down, it long, I actually sat next to Jack Watts' old man and remember having a real good chat to him and he, he actually stayed to the end as well, which was quite interesting. But um, he just said, oh, I, I, I admire your support because you're staying here. I kind of have to because I'm watching my son play. And he kind of asked, what makes you stay here? And I said, well you know, the heart beats true for the red and blue, the blood pumps, you don't have much choice. And, um, you know, one of the things that Petrarca said after that Geelong game, and he teared up and that, that made me tear up almost not as much as it did on Saturday night, but he said to all those people out there that are embarrassed to wear the Melbourne logo, never, ever have I been embarrassed to wear it. And, you know, the only kid at primary school and high school that wore a Melbourne jumper was probably me. Um, but, I, okay, I probably didn't know anything different. But, um, you know, it's a massive part of my life. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I apologise to the wife and the kids on Saturday night. You know, the, the wedding day and the birth of them has been demoted to second, third and fourth. The greatest day was the 25th
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. All right. What I'm going to do now, I'm just going to bring up a, another video that was recorded well, it's a few years ago now, but it, it's by our good friend Dave Cosma. Um, but just before we bring him up as well, um, he's been an absolute blessing for us during this COVID uh, lockdown and for so many. He's brought so much joy and fun and laughter to all of us, obviously with his ads um, as in amongst his EJ isolation music sessions that he's done. Um, but I want to bring this one up. This is from a few years ago, and this just talks about that love of footy.
2: If you got nothing to do,
7: put on your footy boots. It's a game of footy, and football is the game.
2: thing
0: you gotta love there is the uh, the old Warrior Kappa specials. Um how tight were those shorts
1: on Dave. Absolutely beautiful. Gotta love it. Bit of, bit, of, bit of the old parade jumper there too, was it? Old parade and three jumper, right. I'm pretty sure.
0: That's right. Let's bring up the great man, Dave Cosma. Welcome back, mate. Welcome to the kid. How good's this feeling, Dave? Hey.
3: He's headless, literally. Just done, just do a Yeah, hey, just a bit of sound,
1: mate. Come on, you're a musician. Mm-hmm. Bit of sound. Oh, you. sorry. Jesus. Start, Start again, here, mate. Derek.
9: Start again. Uh congratulations, Aaron, Clint, and Dave who was there a second ago. Um what can I say? I was rooting for you all the way and um I was invested in the whole thing went in at half time with my head down thinking oh no they come out and kick three I thought don't tell me um and then you just went bang and it's a great feeling good on yous um it's uh it's a pretty unique experience as you've all touched on tonight so lap it up and enjoy it because they're pretty rare it seems anyway they
0: sure are Alright, um, what we're going to do is let's kick it off with uh, Just a little quick recap On what how this all came about With the great pickled onion debate Ooh. And then What became of it was a bet <laughs> alright Hawks, Bulldogs oh, hey, I don't know I just don't Hawks. know, you just don't know. Aaron, Aaron right. I'll eat six
3: pickled onions If Hawthorne get up I'm <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, on the Hawks I will eat
9: six pickled onions of cooking.
0: That's, that's what I was looking
9: for. Jesus. A little bit
0: of a bite.
9: Wow. That is. Again? I want six pickled onions on standby <laughs> <for> the next <laughs> that week. Is
0: that is.
9: To
3: be delivered to East Ringwood.
0: So, Dave, your mission will be if that match happens and we get the result <laughs> that we're looking for, Dave you got to go down, but we want the whole jar. We need the whole jar because there might even be a little bit of liquid consumed.
2: Fuck, <laughs> what the I shop. done? Buck, what I the done. Shop. I'll go
3: you one better. If Hawthorne, wins a by, uh, if Hawthorne win by 39.5 points, the old traditional margin, right, in betting, if they win by 39.5 or more, I'll get a tattoo of a pickled onion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, I could never <laughs> barricade enough.
7: Oh, this is good.
0: Oh, boy, is it good. That's for sure. Um, and let's kick it off, boys. I know, I know uh, we've, toured, we've toured half of Melbourne uh, within, obviously, our lockdown phase uh, and, and area that we're allowed to uh, be part of, which is 5 and 10k radius. And I think we blew out to about 15. So we exhausted a fair area. But after multiple fish and chip shops, we were unable to, to secure uh, the trophy of gold from the fish and chip shop. Uh, We probably went through around 10 to 15 fish and chip shops that all said no.
2: Um, There was
0: plenty, there was money on offer. There was, I think $50 a a fish and chip shop. We even tried to dangle a little bit more at one stage, but they just won't give it up. So we ended up going, uh, luckily for you guys, we've gone the fresh, the fresh specials. And uh, thanks Cuz, for for organizing that for you and Lovey. Let's kick it off with the first one, mate I know we've got six to
1: consume yep. Out of the jar? Right, let's get the so, first one. Oh, Oh,
3: you're going first, cuz? That was my bet, alright
1: <laughs> They don't smell real good See, got a,
3: so, so it's got on here 100 years from the manufacturer They actually look my, like they've been in the jar for
9: 100 years <laughs> Make it snappy, boys Because we haven't got all night Nice one, cars You've got one down Get on uh, there You know uh, what? Oh, it stinks. Oh, maybe, they stink. Maybe some background Beautiful.
1: music while they're doing it. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. You, oh know, you, know, you know, you're
3: about to vomit. You get the liquid in the side of your jaw.
1: Oh, Jesus. All right, boys. How
0: going to do? Well, well done. We're one down. We're one down. Um, kind of seems impromptu. Uh, well, it seems fitting, I should say, that we actually go... We go to one of Dave's um, ads, which has brought us so much joy. I know with last week we used them as a bit of a Super Bowl in between sections, um, and we're going to do <laughs> oh, that you again drew, tonight.
2: Hang
3: on. Am I eating all six at once, or are we dragging no, this No,
0: out? no, no. You're one. You're one you for now. We're going to let the taste soak in. We can wash it down I'll with just, a little liquid. i
3: will pump myself up just to smash Ooh. them all. Now I'm going to
0: wait. you got to wait. you got to wait. Well, let's go to an ad.
7: Beautiful.
10: Not a bad drop of red, that. What do you reckon, Rembrandt?
2: Oh, Mister Hart, what a mess! Nearly finito. Dupont stain master, state of the art in carpets. Uh,
9: what a
0: great Roger
9: Font ad! Well,
0: excellent Dave. Sort of nice take on it, Dave.
9: Thank you, boys. Thank you. A bit of fun.
0: They sure have been. Um, and just tell us a bit, that, little bit about fun. the footy song, the footy song we played, mate. Just give us a little oh, bit.
9: Oh, yeah, you've, you've dug that one out of the vault. That's one uh, Nick was working for a while on a, on a show on Channel 31, actually, called The Shumps, and it was a bit of a comedy skit show. And uh, that was just something we did in, without much thought, I guess, when you really look at it. Um, but we put the song together, we recorded it, and we, we, we filmed a bit of footage here in the studio, actually. Uh, and you're right. We're in the old Paradian jumpers there, so um, and the worry Cappers. So, yeah, bit of bit of fun, bit of a bit of a tip of the hat to the, to, you know, our version of uh, our dedication to the to the great game.
3: You had a bit of a half forward flankers type of uh, silky looking build there, still, mate. When you were fitting into those tight wing, mate. Wing, wing,
9: wing, was my thing. Wing was on my the wing. Thing,
3: just uh,
9: probably Robert esque Loping down, loping down. Oh, here it is. I'll show you that. <laughs> here's, here's, the, here's the there's the premiership side. Uh the under oh, under wow. under 19's premiership side ninety Old there, captained by the great Tony Berserker. Uh you got yeah, you got some classic names in there, Heffernan and Digney and Hester, Ballas, Geary, Farrell, Brabender, Morelli, Phelan, Wallace, Siavola, Smith. They're all there. Plenty of Italians in that bunch, mate. Um, we didn't like yeah. the boys playing soccer at Parade. We, we threw them straight into the footy team. If they could play, you, straight you into bet, the footy team. Yeah, we yes. recruited some good boys in there too. Um, Are yeah. well, we going for another one?
1: Oh, look at you. Can we just dodge us the last one, mate?
9: Oh, you've got yeah, six to go through, mate. No, unless you were going for pace. 24 hours. Yeah, let's step up oh, the pace. This,
3: this one's big.
9: Knock it back, knock it back. You got to, almost got to put a tie. Yeah, there you go, nice, cuz. Bit a liquid, cuz. Wash it in. Wash it down. <laughs> oh, he's done it. Dude. Oh, oh,
2: oh
0: Daisy. Dave. Well done, boys. Two down. Two down.
5: Well done. There we go. Aren't well you
0: lucky it wasn't twelve? Wow. Aren't you lucky oh, it wasn't twelve? Wow. Um. Now let's just cover off. Do we even know what Cuz's bet was for in the end, or we just we just threw him in the pile?
9: Well, yeah, there was a, there was a few flying round and one stuck at some point. Um, but I think Lovey's first bet, and we've got it on you know got it on tape officially as we saw before. That's what sort of kicked it all off, and here we are. So you know, there's going to be twelve big ones consumed tonight. We're four down.
1: So bottom line is no proof no proof that I made a bet. That's the bottom line, isn't it? Well, no, it's
9: and, and it's on a test. And I think with that in mind, cuz it, it proves the character you are, mate. You're in there and you're giving it a crack, and you've, you know, you've no, gave a bit of Dave, it.
3: I will, Dave, I'm going to correct you on this. <laughs> now, we have it on texts. And the reason why this bet came up in the first place is because Glenn, as we all know, at least three weeks prior to the finals even starting, wasn't even backing the bombers in at all.
9: Yeah, I no, I hear. I hear.
3: So I hear. there was a margin bet, and yeah. he didn't yeah. want to jump on board. Yeah. And we're killing it, creaming it, not a problem. And we said, "Well, cars, back it in." And unfortunately, the volume sort of just dropped off a little bit under the margin he wanted, and um, yeah. that's okay. He's got his six. He's got his six marbles that he's got to eat with me now, and that's
9: that's yeah. happy and day.
3: Credit, oh, taste, these taste
9: putrid. Credit to you too, Lovey, for kicking it all off, mate. For setting the standard, mate. It's it's you took one for the team, and you did well.
3: I'm starting to right think that was a good idea.
9: Yeah. <laughs> less pain.
0: Less pain. This one called last. Three? Are we going three? Are we at three? No, let's hold. Let's hold off. Let's hold <laughs> off. All right. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's move on to grand final day. Um, we all know. And, and, boys, I really appreciate you guys uh, jumping on and being part of this, being part of the Demon family for at least a week. I uh, know uh, we can officially say it now. It's been a long time between drinks for you guys. So that's the last time I'll say it to you guys. Hopefully, um, let's... Let's have the dream that uh, it can be a Bombers-Demons grand final next year. But here we are for now. And this was the lead-up to the day.
7: The Premiership Cup. Nothing means more to our game. This cup is our keeper of history. (laughs) For decades... It's told tales beyond our wildest imagination. It's going to be a draw. It's unbelievable. Like the bravery of Brereton, Sheedy's baby bombers, and the clutch brilliance of Don Sheed. He's got the most impossible goal! Inside this holy grail lives the back-to-back crows of the 90s. The day the thought was impossible, Lethal's lions and the original. You, and the sequel. This cup is the tap, the toe poke, and the smother. It's, like a never heard it. it's the great sides at their greatest, and it's the beginning of a deep state. And within this cup lives the tales. Of two clubs, and the last time they raised it in triumph. One is a fairy tale of epic proportions, when a team of dreams believed that anything was possible. It's over awesome. but awesome.
2: awesome.
7: the damn is awesome. And the other, a story decades old, and the days are invincible. The premiership captain was none other than the legendary Ronald Dale Barassi. Tonight, the demons and the dogs want nothing more than to seize the only thing that matters once again.
2: Try and it! Try and believe
7: it! Like that gutsy side of 2016. This Bulldogs team of believers will fight with all they've got. They know no other way.
8: They yeah. yeah.
7: And instead of fearing the pressure, Melbourne will embrace their history and fight a 57-year drought with all their force. Give them hell. This cup means so much to so many. If you're lucky enough to get your hands on it, then you will forever have left your mark. When the final siren sounds, who will enter the keeper of history?
0: keeper of history. Um, Just one piece of history that uh, a mate of mine just sent me before and I think it's a a really, really poignant one that uh, the last six seasons the dogs, the tigers and now the demons previously toting 156 years without premiership success uh, have all finally managed to take the prize so it's it's a great turnaround Um, that's for sure Uh, obviously a lot to be said for leveling the competition so they say which was the AFL's great plan Uh, I'm not sure how well that's worked out but we can talk through that shortly Um, but one thing we will touch on first is we're going to go to the first quarter and just a couple of highlights from the first quarter and then we're going to get into the game a little bit and just talk about how it went down and what happened so enjoy this part
8: Good bounce too Gorn kept out of it McRae came in nice and hard Gorn went back and found it, and then Oliver got taken in a really good tackle. Liberatore going to work early. Great forward heat from Pickett. Trelaw flicked the handball just into the path of Dunkley. Rivers went and got it. Salem a little one. Petrarca within range, off a step. Christian goes. Bang! First to the ground.
4: Ruckman are back a long way. They started their run in the goal square. Neither of them want the front position. In the end, they're a little bit late arriving at the footy. Viney. Him and his dad, the only only father-son to play 150 for the Demons. It'll tip over the top. Is good. Here they go once again. Inside 50. And the mark is taken right on the line by Frick. This kick has to go into this spot right here. Shaggy being muscled, English from the side, there were three big dogs up then, look. Liberatore at the front, got a three on one, three on two, then they come off hand, at the back Rock Smith to kick the dog first goal from the crumb at the back of the deck.
8: The All Australian Jake Lever. Long and wide, gone, front and centre, what about that? Bouncing inside 50, look out, Cozzie picket in the air. Giray's got to be so careful straight to Jackson goal coming up Demons Spargo dribbles it through eventually Giray Dunkley kick had too much on it Bowie's going to bring it back in arms centre half forward lowers the eyes, not great missed the
2: mark, Dan Williams and the goal is there for Fritsch, it's Falling
0: the way of the demons. Yes, falling the way of the demons. It sure was. I was talking about up and about in that first quarter. Um it was an exciting time to be a demon, that's for sure. Clint, um your reflection on that first quarter, mate. Boy uh boy, we look good at that point.
5: Oh, if you ever wanted to uh Tell, you know, you ever wanted to dictate terms, all you have to do is look at Jack Viney's first contest. He, uh, he goes bowling over one and then he gives it to McRae on the ground. Uh, for me, that's you know, that's as good as it gets. Uh, the goals are great, but intent is the most important thing in footy and uh, the boys bought it early. It was bloody exciting to watch.
0: Yeah, it sure was. Um, as an impartial mate, but a, a demon on board for the day. Tell us a little bit your thoughts, Lovie. I tell
3: you what, I reckon Williams and the Bulldogs want to put himself six feet under and find a hole in the ground pretty quick that quarter. It was, geez, he was stiff. He he did some good things, and then that's just those two howlers, unfortunately. But uh, I I, I agree totally with Clint. Um, Viney's interaction with McRae early sort of sets the tone that you know you're not going to get it your way all game. And I think that first quarter it would have been pretty frustrating for the Dogs to see about five six players lining up across the centre and half back, every time they went forward, it felt like there was just that wall that Melbourne have had all year. And it just kept on repelling attacks and repelling attacks. Langdon looked like he was going to take the game apart in that first quarter too. He was really good. So I thought that wall from the Ds was was, was excellent. So Aaron's, Aaron has accidentally muted himself. Should I take one over, Az? No, it's
0: one of those days <laughs> Um, that's all right. Uh, all right. Let, what I, I brought you up because to specifically ask you about the back line, mate. Uh, and just a few things here. Did you notice anything there that was should have been adjusted earlier? I mean, it's, 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 it's easy in hindsight, as you know. But the Look, heat as Lovey said,
1: called... said, from a doggy's point of view, Williams did some really good things, but unfortunately, just skill errors that they came about as Trent, as um, Clint said because of the intent from the doggies, like you go the other end, the Melbourne back line, how their forwards push back, they work together. And like the first quarter, I think Salem had the Norm Smith around his, around his neck. The way he used the ball, the doggies just had no chance. The, 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 the defensive pressure all around the ground from the demons was amazing. That even if the dogs did get it, the, the demons are what we call about being like straight up in their face, like D1, D2 pressure. They, they had D1, D2, D3, D4. So the doggies are going back, back, back. But every time they went back, they were getting ragdolled. And eventually you think, fuck, pardon the French, what are we going to do here? And that's where the demons were just, if you look at it, a lot of the experts are saying before the game, yes, there's going to be pressure, it's a grand final, but they probably expected the doggies to come out do that more as opposed to the demons. And I think that put the doggies on the back foot straight away.
3: I'll well, tell you what, if they, were, if they were thinking that and they were saying that about the Demons and Dogs pre-game, because they haven't watched the Demons all year. It, it, yeah. The one thing that Demons brought all year was absolute pressure on the ball. Yeah. Um, and it was elite, even the for, even the small forwards for the Ds. Yeah. That's why Williams made his errors, because it's just constant pressure. It's in your face. That's what you do.
1: Uh, Cosby Pickett, Pickett, I think, had two basically stats for the game. But in that first 10 minutes, he had two of the greatest defensive forward acts you could see. Just pressure on the on the bloke at the ball, turnover, goal, two goals from his defen- defensive forward pressure. And that's, you hear all coaches say, and Clint would know this from his playing days, you'll hear a coach after a press conference say, oh, our forward is fantastic because he gave a contest and he gave defensive pressure. Once you get the ball in, you've got to score when you've got the ball in there. And Melbourne did that. And, yes, they kicked inaccurately a little bit. But the wave, eventually, the doggies just couldn't deal with it.
0: What a, yeah, absolutely. Um, Dave, as a as a demon for the day once again, um, not you, Dave Causey. This is Dave uh, Cosma. Dave, I just want to uh, touch with you, mate. What you what did you see in that first quarter? And, and was it what you expected um, to see? I mean, for me, it was a surprise as a demon, to be
9: be able to bang that many on early? What's your thoughts? As as a neutral supporter, they're going for the Ds. I was, you know, you always hope for a good contest and a close game. And I kind of thought, I know, here we go. It's going to be be a whitewash. They're going to run away with it. This is it. Um, They just handled it a lot better than the dogs early on. You know, simple as that. They brought their A game and they executed, you know, beautifully. And talk about skill errors like uh, Kaz just mentioned. I think that's also just not handling the moment as well as melbourne did it's a big stage it's a big moment it's a big opportunity and they sort of they lacked a little bit at the start the dogs and the 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 D's took advantage of them so i thought it was going to be a blowout, but thankfully it didn't blow out and it was a contest as you know as 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 we know uh for, for at least a while but um yeah they came with their a their a game and they executed amazingly in that first quarter they were just fantastic
0: Sure did. We'll get to that second quarter in a sec. But Dave uh, Causey, your, your thoughts, mate, as a, as a demon, it's exactly what we wanted. Obviously a fast start. We've seen that happen oh, in, in Perth before.
6: Yeah. Well, I was there in 2018, mate, and it, it wasn't enjoyable. We had we flew in on a red eye and straight to the game, and it was um, all over in five minutes, so that wasn't great. But the fast start was massive. Clint just mentioned that um, Jack Finney's initial tackle was I thought, right, they are on. Um, and again, another tie to Clint was um, Salem's poise in that first quarter. It just he was so calm with the footy and just kicked it to where it needed to go. Um, and I think, yeah, you know, we can touch on it at the end, but the, um, his disposals was at about 93, 94% for the whole, for the whole game, which is, you, you need that coming off halfback. And, you know, it's, again, some of the young blokes, one of the footage there of Tom Sparrow. Kicking it into Fritz for his first, it would have been. Um, normally they'd blaze away and just have a smash a goal, but he he actually kicked it to the point where Fritz was always probably going to mark it. So again, that team focus that they've got, uh, I I don't think I you know I've, I've seen a lot of footy. Um, I don't think I've seen a team
0: do it. Yep. Um, Cause we're going to bring up a friend of yours in a minute, mate. That's a good footy yep. footy head. Uh, yep. Loves his footy. Um, He's a bomber man as well, um, led to believe. And oh, no, he's,
1: he, he's a kangaroo man but has a bit of a soft spot right. for the boys. Sorry,
0: Sorry. Yeah. I, did, I did know that. Uh, apologies, H. I, I will come back to that in a second. But uh, <laughs> maybe he, he might be second thinking he's kangaroos at the moment. And who knows? We could just cross off that north and bring him across the north. Oh, who
2: knows? <laughs> who
0: knows? <laughs> who knows? But before we do, boys, I think it's, um, it's timely that we go to an ad first and then we warm up that jar of pickled <laughs> onions again.
7: What else gives you such value? Mars. With all the goodness of milk, glucose, sugar, and thick, thick chocolate. Big bar enjoyment and big bar value. Weigh it up.
2: A Mars a day helps you work, rest, and play. We definitely got a Mars bar now as opposed to a pick onion. <laughs> Righto,
1: let's get number three
2: out
0: of the way. Go. Anyone just joining us? It's uh, it's part of the the bet the boys are honouring uh, for six of the best pick on only onions, number three um, that we had along the way. Number three. Nice. <laughs> it's all part of the fun, boys. It's all part of the fun. I think you'll think about a bet next time um, on how you're gonna what you're gonna bet with. Maybe that tattoo. You're right, uh, Lovey. Might have been easier. So the old double or nothing would have probably been a better option. Shut up, Aaron. All I can say, you're incredibly lucky that we oh. never got that that actual jar from the fish and chip shop, Dave, on that first day because uh, the liquid just wouldn't be as good. No. Um, so feel no. feel lucky, boys, that it's they're fresh at least. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to move to uh, quarter two and give you guys a little bit of a breather. You've well, been thanks. great sports so far.
8: <laughs> Norton, May with him, Smith, and then Norton. Flicked it out into the path of Hunter. High ball inside 50. On. Fist to the front. Trelaw with the snap. Perfect start, Dogs. May, got to get the fist to it. There's good representation here for the Dogs. it flicks it to Hunter. Left footer. Slides it back to a hot spot. Petty got to walk through. Treloar again! Two the turn! He's just missed it.
4: Now the lower ball. Norton at the back. In the front was Bontempelli. Four goals to one in the first quarter for the Demons. It may be four goals to one in the second for the Dogs. It is indeed...
8: Pally in front. Oh, the champ. For his second of the term and for the dog's sixth.
2: Wow. as good as it gets that man on the spring.
0: Ah, uh, cuz here we are with quarter 2, half time. We're going pretty even. Uh, yeah, look per- what I was not what I was planning for.
1: No, look, it was a definitely um, a turnaround from the first quarter. Like the Melbourne dominated, as you heard BT say, four to one, and then the same with the doggies and got their noses in front at half-time. But look, as an impartial supporter, I was wrapped tight, classic contest, which is what you want from an impartial point of view. Um, but little concerns, I thought Melbourne had worked hard to get that momentum in the first quarter and a bit, and it seemed they seemed to lose it pretty quickly. But I think halftime probably came at a good time for them, not a great time for the doggies. But look, a little bit, um, look, not, not on edge, just looking forward to the second half because the game was, as you said, it was seven points in it, could go either way. Well, what were you thinking, mate, as a, as a passionate supporter?
0: Uh, look, as a passionate supporter, it was kind of not what I wanted, but kind of what I expected. Uh, the doggies were always going to fight back and come and come, come and get us a little bit closer. And just a shout out all the way to Canada, our good friend on the show Robert Wine. Um, he's got absolutely no idea about cricket, um, which is which is hilarious. Being a, being a Canadian, he's he's trying to get used to the game of cricket, but he's totally confused about AFL now, um, which is even funnier. Um, so we look forward to. Uh, Robert Wine adopting his um, new newfound love with the Melbourne Demons. Don't worry, Rob. I'll teach you all about the game, mate. Um, <laughs> it, it gets easier to watch now that we're, we've got one in the bag. Um, just before we uh, talk about this this next um, period or quarter, Cuz, uh, just just fill us in with uh, who, who our next guest is, mate. A good mate of yours.
1: Uh, look, Hayden and I have known each other for. Oh. Best part of probably 35 years, You played junior footy together many, many years ago and then sort of had families and drifted apart a bit. And um, when I was coaching at Chernside Park, I um, hooked up with his brother, Justin, who also is a coach in the Eastern Free League, coaches the Basin. Hayden coaches Garfield himself. Um, very sharp football man, great bloke, passionate about his footy, um, always has an opinion but what I call a very guarded and very astute opinion, doesn't make sort of rash statements like Lovey and I about pickled onions and things like that. So, yeah, great to have him on. I sent him off a, I sent him off a link today, hoping he'd just watch it, but great to have him come on and, have, and give his thoughts on the on the big game.
0: Righto, let's bring him up. Maiden Stan, welcome to the show, mate.
10: Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, it's good to see you, uh, Lenny, and, and nice to meet you, Aaron.
0: Yeah, you too, mate. Uh, obviously, being an impartial supporter. Um, any chance we can get you across to the Demons now?
10: Uh, no, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, one, of the, one of the strengths, as we know, is that when you're born into a club, you stick with that club uh, through thick and thin. And uh, I've had periods uh, as a 49-year-old, similar age to Glenny, that I've wandered across and thought, why do I follow the kangaroos? But um, I've had some good times too. In 96, my son was born, we won the flag. In 99, my daughter was born, we won the flag. And uh, my wife said, well, unless we have any more, that's the end for the the Kangaroos dynasty. And and she's been absolutely spot on. So (laughs) Uh, I think I'm a bit too old for it now. But no, Uh, it was fantastic. I've got a lot of good friends out here in in the sort of Berwick area where I live who who are Melbourne Melbourne supporters. And, geez, I've been through some hell. Um, Same with the Saints supporters that haven't had that success at this stage. But the game on Saturday, you know, being an impartial, uh, you know, uh, member watching it. Um, I was just so wrapped. Uh, we've got a family connection with James Harms through my wife's side, and um, and my my son and daughter both went to Hailbury. Fortunately for them, and they they went to school with um, with Angus Brayshaw, and so you know there's a, there's a little bit of a connection there. But most importantly, I was just really pleased that Neil Danaher was able to, you know, see uh, Melbourne Football Club win a premiership with uh, with the incredible battle that he's been. You know, been put through and, and is going through still with his family, so and, and of course, Ronald Barbarassi, who is, I guess, an iconic Melbourne person to still be here and to see that is, is fantastic. Absolutely, uh, thanks for mentioning both
0: of them, H. Um, big shout out to the Reverend. Um, we we love uh Neil Danaher at the club. Um, and one guy uh, that loved him incredibly um, was Clint Bartram and still loves him. I shouldn't say did love him, still loves him. Uh, Clint. Uh, just tell about tell us a little bit about how uh, how big Neil would be feeling right now, mate. No,
5: oh, would be ecstatic. He's um he's one guy that absolutely, by the definition, bleeds red and blue. Um, and not only that, he loves football as well. And you can, and you can see his passion for the game. You can see his passion for people. And um, yeah, you know, he certainly had a massive impact on on my um life, not just my football career. So I've been very fortunate to to have someone like that um, sort of show you a style of leadership, show you a style of resilience. And, um, I mean, he he would be absolutely over the moon. He's um, he's one of those guys that every function, he'd be uh, having a red wine and he'd get louder and louder and louder throughout the night. And I uh, I imagine he would have been pretty similar Saturday night. Yeah, he'd be singing nice and loud,
0: that's for sure. No one would have missed him uh, in, the, in that area, that's for sure. So just moving to you, H., um, just give us your thoughts, uh, being a lover of the game and you, you obviously saw how the first quarter unfolded and obviously we were super excited as Demons fans, but just tell us a little bit about your thoughts in the coming into the second quarter and then how you saw the second quarter pan out as a as a North supporter, um, but most importantly, uh, a football lover.
10: Oh, look, I think, you know, some of the guys have touched on it earlier. I think, I think basically the Western Bulldogs, Bulldogs' ability to win a lot of that sort of loose ball in the second quarter where they weren't getting their hands on it in the first quarter, got themselves going a little bit. I think, you know, the dominance of Melbourne's big men on the ground throughout the day, probably at at that point in time in the second quarter, a lot of ball that Western Bulldogs were getting forward. They were able to get it to ground and towards the back end of the game. Obviously, Melbourne really controlled the aerial part, both forward of the ball and behind the footy. But the doggies just lifted. They've been resilient like no other team. I mean, you think about their pathway to the grand final, um, you know, they've, they've gone and beat Essendon in Hobart. They've spent four days there. They've quarantined. They've flown, flown up to Queensland. They've beaten the Brisbane Lions. They've then gone to Perth to then travel to Adelaide to win there to go back to Perth um, with some injuries, obviously. And just just the, their ability to be able to get themselves up and get into that grand final position was, was a, you know, it was a phenomenal effort. But I think in the second quarter, they basically... They were outplayed in the first quarter. And I think if Melbourne had kicked straight early, it might have been a five-goal result at quarter time. But they dug in. They're a resilient, tough you know, group of players and a proud group. And um, they certainly won a lot more of that loose ball get stuff. And they started to challenge Melbourne defensively. And, de- and Melbourne looked a little bit panicky there for about 10 or 15 minutes of that second quarter. But thankfully, half-time came. And and then just the, the ability for Melbourne to just take control right across the ground and 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 their ability to be able to have that extra week off and the freshness in their body, they just covered the ground so beautifully well. And, you know, they're, they're, they're a team at the moment that defensively, um, you know, people talk about their back half and their ability for them to win contests around the ball. But the forward, the first line of pressure is the forward pressure and and the ability for their little smalls to set that up. It just means that Lever can roll off and May can get the matchup he wants and Salem can be free and gets given the ball. but. You know, it's a real collective mindset, and it's finally just the pennies dropped with this group. This group has finally realised that talent will only take you so far, uh, but absolute an absolute critical part of you know winning a premiership at any level, as I think you'll all agree. And whether it's you know a local football club or the AFL, the, the the main difference is obviously the talent you've got to work with. But you need the collective to actually appreciate that they're all playing roles within that structure. And Melbourne have hit the the jackpot. There's no doubt about it.
0: Oops, done it again.
2: Um
10: uh,
0: it's good, mate. It's a it's a little bit challenging tonight. We've got uh, this this maxes us out with as, as many as uh, we can get on the screen at once. So we're gonna kinda keep rotating a few through. Um, so boys appreciate your patience and, and absolutely love having you involved. Um, H that's a pay really good summary though. of of what you see. Um, mate, pay talk about pay your bills. I think that's uh, that's a good reward for another picket
1: onion. Right boys. Shut- that's Shut up, way. love.
0: Jesus. Let's get it done, boys.
1: Clint, Clint's laughing because Clint enjoyed those as a child. How could you enjoy mate, those things?
5: Nature's candy, those things. Nature's candy. Yeah. yeah it's they, like were, a,
9: they were your yeah. classic. They were your classic traveller, weren't they, Clint? From the from the fish and chip shop yeah. counter to the car, mate.
5: Yeah, I'll tell you what, the Leopold Fish and Chip Shop used to do a bloody good uh, pickled onion. They would have supplied you as. <laughs> i still yeah, a shake.
0: little bit out of our little bit out of our uh, restriction zone.
9: It is. <laughs> yeah, nice. There we go, there, boys. Lovey. Yeah, it's good. All clear from this end. <laughs> is that two or three? <laughs> oh, don't start.
0: <laughs> Righto. Um, just before yeah. we continue with uh, a little bit of a summary on this ad, let's uh, uh, this quarter. Let's run with another ad. A bottle of milk, thanks.
7: Low fat, no fat, full cream, high calcium, high protein, soy, light skim, omega-3, high calcium with vitamin D and folate or extra dollop.
4: Uh, I just want milk to taste like real milk.
7: This tastes like full cream milk
0: and only 2% fat.
2: <laughs> oh, how many times
0: How have uh, we seen that ad and, and all chuckled? It's a, it's a great one. Dave, just, I just I drink before that we keep going, mate. Onions. Yeah, exactly right. Dave, just tell us a little bit about the, the fun experience, mate, doing these ads. You started off with one ad to kind of see how it went, and we're, we're plenty in now, mate. So just tell us a little bit about the fun it's been.
9: It's been good fun. Just um, we're in lockdown, mate. Well, there's nothing much to do, you know what I mean? It's uh, It's been homeschool up until last week, which takes up a bit of time uh, with two kids at home, both in primary school, and then... Um, With two weeks holidays just yeah between me being in the studio and doing my own thing creating my own music and doing that it's a good little good little uh good little thing to do that the family have got together we had some fun and tapped into that that uh memory that we all have we're probably all of a similar vintage where those commercials from the sort of 80s and 90s are some memorable ones and we made some ads and had some fun and people have enjoyed it so it's been good and
0: I think the great part is, mate, is tying in the the young actors, um, your beautiful children, <laughs> Georgie and Charlie. Um, it's it's fantastic to see, mate, and, and your wife Shaz has been super um, with a couple of great appearances as well, mate. So it must be just just special to have them all involved and having a bit of fun along the way.
9: Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely, it's been it's been good. Gold yeah, gold work, Dave.
0: Thank you, mate. You've got. Uh, You've brought plenty of smiles to plenty of faces, mate, and that's an awesome experience. Uh, Dave Causey, mate, just tell us a little bit about uh, getting into halftime and your thoughts on the Demons, where we where we were and where we could be for next quarter.
6: And uh, g'day, Hayden, how are you, mate? It's been a while since we've had a have a chat. Um, yeah, look, I, I, I just re-watching the footage there again and a couple of mistakes that in the back line. They got a bit fumbly and a little bit nervy and um, a couple of loose handballs that went to tre- Trelaw and he kicked those couple of snaps over the shoulder. So, look, I, I started to get a little bit worried. Um, but again, as I said earlier, I, I just I, I feel confident that they were still in the game. They, if they kept kicking points into the early into that third quarter, I was probably going to be a bit concerned. But, oh, look, I I was comfortable they had it covered. Um, coming into halftime, they weren't behind, so that was that was always a pleasing thing. Um, but they didn't. The Bulldogs actually started to get their hands on the footy, which they probably didn't have a great deal of it in that uh, in that first quarter. So, you know, the the pressure can, that lifted from them, they had to lift. Obviously, that first quarter Melbourne had was uh, um, w- was really strong. So, um, yeah, going into that uh, into that halftime, I I took a deep breath, probably cracked open the third or fourth beer, and um, said, right, bring it on. Nice. He's on mute again. He's, he's on mute. mute. No.
1: Oh, yeah. Geez, he said, right no, right he's up. had lovey, a bad night?" Lovey,
0: just tell us. He's uh, he's to the demons, boys.
1: Um, <laughs> How's that button going, mate? Mate, trust that's me. An, no, that's no, an onion. I reckon that's an onion for you.
0: That's an onion. Right, right, right. On, cuz That's uh, it's might be Your time to go, cuz. Hang on a second.
2: Yeah, you, um, yeah. right.
0: <laughs> uh, Give us, give us your thoughts, uh, Lovey. Uh, on just uh, what you saw from the doggies. Obviously, Trelaw lit it up for a few minutes there.
3: Well. Yeah, I mean, the dog. The dogs had to respond and you knew they would because they finished, you know, arguably they finished, should have finished second on the ladder for the year. So um, they were always going to respond. I didn't think the Demons were blown out of the water by any stretch, by the way. I think this was just a good even contest. I think one team just used the ball a bit better than the other. Um, what was frustrating me the most is... The demons and I think Hayden, you mentioned the demons pushing forward. Well, that, that they probably panicked a little bit with the footy. I think they panicked with their forward structures. They started going in a lot more. They started going in, but they were going into spots where Ben Brown was colliding in with Tom McDonald or um, you know, they weren't using Bailey Fritch all that much when they probably should have been, because I think McDonald and Brown lost their way in that second quarter when the ball was pushing in forward. I was getting really frustrated to see those guys either Allowing the dogs' defenders to come in and create uh two on twos and one on one and three on twos because they weren't they they would lost their forward structure. And the dogs were able to just swarm it back out the other way. Um that I found that frustrating as a Melbourne, as a Melbourne follower for that quarter. That's what I, I think hurt Melbourne a little bit. They were still getting their hands on the footy, there's no issue with that. Um and that was Max Gorn's kick. Absolutely, that was a goal when that wasn't given a goal and all the other things were sort of just going away uh, away from them, I thought well it's going on um, the demons aren't winning this by a heap and it was just a just it just all of a sudden became a really good game of football and we couldn't wait for that second half
1: so Lovey, you've been your senior coach h you're a senior coach of coach footy i'll go to you first h what's the message you're giving to the d's at half time with what's gone on great start Dogs have pegged you back a bit in the second quarter. What are your sort of thoughts as the coach then?
10: Oh, look, I think they would have addressed, um, yeah, a number of things, but fundamentally they would have probably sat down and worked out that they needed to get a lot busier around the contest and they got that part of the game, you know, back in their own their own, uh, their own strength and realm and... Um, I think they also then, they put a little bit more faith in Jackson in the second half, their big ruckman, and, and he just his follow-up work was just phenomenal in, in being able to get that blitz ball pressure around the contest. And and if you watch a lot of the replay, you'll notice that the Doggies in the second half, uh, when they were under pressure and Melbourne winning a lot more of those clearances and those loose balls, you see the Dogs getting really insular into the contest, like really too close to where the ball was. And, and Melbourne just held their ground and the width and shape. They were able to just flip the ball around and get it on the outside. And then their, their ability in time and space with their skill now to hit targets. And I think you're right too. Um, um, I think with, the, with the, the tall forward structure in the first half, I think you found what they did is they handed over a bit better in the second half. So you'd play, you know, Ben Brown sort of become almost a, a link player up on the wing and then he'd swap and rotate with McDonald a fair bit. And they would take that position out of the sort of the goal square. Um, and what that did is it took Ace Cordy up the ground and he, and he just couldn't go with either of them. When he goes up the ground, he comes back to the ground. He's, he was cooked on those, on those contests. And, and once they separated the, the Western Bulldogs' um, defence and, and were able to lower their eyes and hit targets, but they looked like they were going to kick 20 goals in the quarter and half a footy. It was off its head. But fundamentally, I reckon the contest is what they would have addressed. Um, getting the contest right behind the footy, I reckon they lost a few one-on-ones, which probably that has been their strength all year. And and those those balls when they hit the ground in the second quarter, the doggies seem to to get more of that than what they did. So, but I think the t- whole thing about the demons this year is their ability to be calm under pressure. I mean, they have been challenged a lot this year, and they've been able to get over the top of sides. You've only got to take your mind back a month ago to Geelong when they were con- comprehensively getting flogged in the middle of the ground, and then within a quarter and a half, they basically came back and, and won the game with a kick after the siren, obviously. So. They have that ability now as a group to be able to, to rally and, um, and they certainly would have done that at half-time with, you know, with a good chat.
1: What, what would you say, Lovey? just say to the doggies going on what they'd done in that second quarter, got probably the momentum back on their terms, as H should have said, got the game on their terms or if not their terms, pretty even terms. What are you thinking as the doggies and what, what do they need to do? Obviously, we know the result, but what do you think they needed to do to keep that going?
3: Uh, well the mentality would have been okay zero zero you got yourself yep. back into it great work yep. now the, the, the game just starts again you knew what you, you knew what was you knew what you didn't do right in the first quarter what well on boys you, you you've corrected that in the second quarter so you've got to get the mentality in the group in the, in the group for the boys right don't get don't, don't over inflate what they did in the second quarter too much because you know what you can relax that's just what that's just what we're all wired to do every now and again if we if we get too much flattery so you, you just hold a you hold mentally you hold a level conversation with them and you just reinforce you don't change anything really I mean they haven't changed anything all year so again you don't change what you were doing right you stick to exactly what you think has been working for you all year you just you just you just impart probably two or three key KPIs you'd want to have uh, working for you and that would be that would be making sure that your your uncontested possessions are up as well as the contested. Making sure you're hitting the right targets, going inside fifty. For the dogs, they were the three things they picked up in the second. You reinforce them for the third. Everything else, you go, you 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 you're back in the system that you've got.
1: For sure. Yep. Yep. Good summary,
0: boys. Um, all right. What I want to do to go to now is obviously where it's where some say it's it's run and won, mate, in the premiership quarter, the third quarter. Um, as on. you guys know. Um, the game, well, we came into the prelim. I think I announced that, uh, we're, we're on demons the lid blew the lid off. Um, and if you're ever going to blow the lid off and be confident, uh, our next guest is, is definitely one of those. We know, we know where he's come from. Um, and he's a lover of the show. He's come on the show, uh, with us and had a great chat for a couple of years now as, as a, well, last year, especially as a tiger, um, the year when we are talking, talking Tigers and talking, getting ahead of yourself. Um, he, he wasn't one of those, mate. He just believed. Um, but this guy definitely got a hit, bit ahead of himself. This wasn't him. But this guy, uh, I feel for you, mate, because you're probably going to have to change that date, sadly. Uh, it just didn't happen for you. But we got ahead of ourselves a touch, or I did anyway. Um, and it wasn't all my doing. I just executed the plan. So let's let's bring him on and, and let's just have a quick chat to Eddie Zammit and talk about how this plan uh, was put into place. Oh, <laughs> mate, welcome, mate. Welcome you? back.
11: J-L-A. Thank Good you, there,
1: mate.
11: Good to see you guys. Go, go, D's. Uh, go, D's.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> mate. Um, look, tell us a little bit about uh, the the love of Richmond. Obviously, we we all know um, as fans of the show your love for Richmond, and it panned out beautifully for you for three years. Um, yeah. But tell us a little bit about uh, the history of this. This uh, great design T-shirt that I'm wearing now and the boys are featured as well. Um, just tell us a little bit about how that came about and what the history was just before it, being a Tigers man first. Oh,
11: look, I've been going for Richmond um, all my life, so it was great to get into the grand final in 2017. Um, I decided to, um, you know, take um, do a T-shirt for... Um, 37 of my friends because we hadn't won for 37 years. And um, I actually set them off. Um, I did it all for free. Like it was just for fun. Um, and I did it before the final started and um, um, it went right to the end. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty good. For some reason, I still don't understand why, but like in 2018, I was so slammed with work that, um, it got to the point like Richmond's going well, good one, um, and all of a sudden, like um, because the first final had pay, um, been played, I just didn't, um, I just didn't did, didn't do the t-shirt. So like we got to the um, prelim, and I can't tell you how devastated I was <laughs> in that prelim. Um, <laughs> and then I, I just promised myself if we had a chance to get in the finals in 2019, I'd be right onto it. So I recruited um, Travis Price who. Is a good mate of mine and probably one of the best t-shirt designers um, in the world. And um, I, he's a bombers fan too. <laughs> so well, it, it, well, um, it took a bit. Uh, it took a bit to um, um, get him to to do that. But he's uh, like I got him on the heartstring because his um, little son goes for um, Richmond, <laughs> and um, so we did that and like um, ended up being pretty good for. Um, um 2019 and 2020 and just because of the show i decided well you know come on like richmond's not in it we haven't got a um um like who, who's going for it i gotta say merch sucks like whatever whatever wins like the demons have won what's lost the the merch out there is terrible like i read <laughs> it i read it i read a thing today that um Mel, like, I'll, I'll get it up. Like, Melbourne has sold, like, um, where, where is it? It's there's there's a post today saying Demons have sold two point seven million dollars worth of merchandise during two thousand and twenty one final series. Like, that is insane. <laughs> um, so I guess for me, my love of um, t shirts and my love of um, design. Look, with the Demons, it was pretty simple. Like. You can't, like, the, the old school emblems are the coolest going around. I always thought the Tigers one sucked. <laughs> um, I was actually a huge fan of the Bombers one, and uh, I think the best one was the Demon. So as soon as there was an opportunity, come on, Premieres straight away, changed the fork for the uh, Premiership Cup, um, did it, sent it to Aaron. Um, I, I think I sent it after the first final or something like that. Um that's right, that's right. And I, I did watch, guys, like um, you were laughing about this uh, T-shirt when he um, unveiled it last week going, what is going on?
1: Uh, Eddie, I'll just jump in for a second. We love your passion because Cozzy, Lovey and I, Passionate Bombers, As Passionate Demons, the other gents have had on a passion about their supporters for their, their clubs as well. But As didn't tell us the story about... <laughs> What you just mentioned then about not printing one for the 2018 season. So, yeah. playing footy myself as I did, you would do nothing in the preparation that would make it seem like you were getting ahead of yourself. So you go in confident. So, as sure. you saw on the show, as did the reveal without any explanation. And yeah, we all yeah. saw the reveal, we all went, Oh shit, what's he done here? And when I told other people, I went, What, he took the shirt off with the premise on? I said, Yep. But <laughs> <laughs> now you've explained, it all makes perfect sense, mate, and perfect logic. Yeah, well,
11: it, it actually, it actually wasn't Aaron's doing. Like, I did it out of my own um, um, way. Like, I've been listening to you guys, like, um, um, on and off all year. So, like, I, football at the heart of it is great, um, and yeah, it's good to have the rivalries like um, out there. So, yeah, it was it was cool to do. Like, as soon as Richmond were out. Come on, you gotta do something. So the demons have looked pretty good all year. And um yeah, very happy for um for you, Aaron. So yeah, it's great. And, and everyone else on the show too, um, that goes to the demons. Well, Cheers, mate, you've got you've um, got six
1: days of advertising because Lovely and I will be taking photos of your t shirts <laughs> and I'll like be so mentioning who made the t shirts and they might not be they might not appear where they normally meant to appear, mate. That's all I'll say to you.
11: Do you know, I think it's really funny, the life of a T-shirt, where will we, these T-shirts end <laughs> up? <laughs> so, yeah, it's cool. But, like, honestly, I hope merchandise gets better. I've seen all the grand final premier T-shirts. Come on, we got to do better than this stuff. I saw um, I got hit up by um, a few friends of mine that there there was an art director role at the AFL. Oh, my God. You know what I would do, honestly? I would get everything... And put it all in the bin. <laughs> like you need, to start, you need to start again. We really Starting need. Starting with again. the
1: resume. Disclaimer. Oh. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah, it's a- <laughs> oh, no,
0: I'm back. backing him, mate. Um, like like of creatives. Creative, anyway.
1: Just on this, Eddie,
0: I, I want your thoughts on on a bit of history here. And, and this, uh, obviously, it says 21 on it now, but this was um, this was a classic from Webb that that never saw the light of day. And yep. it was a premiership that we didn't win, and yep. he obviously got rebranded after he passed away, and, and it, it features today. So um, it's it's great to have one of those sitting next to '64. Seems like forever ago, but um, it's a it's a great plan. So just oh my, your thoughts on that on that old school art.
11: I, I look, honestly, I think Wegg is um, the best of all time. Nothing against Mark Knight, um, but. Like, as a Tigers fan and seeing three of these posters, oh, my God, screw them up, throw them away. They're not WEG. WEG Weg was so good. Like, um, I honestly think that a person that can rival um, someone like WEG, because you're never going to beat the original, is someone like Travis Price. Like, um, Travis has had nothing to do with this Premier's T-shirt. It was a pretty simple um, flip, and it was all in good fun. I'm very happy that you guys, four out of five of you, are wearing a, um, a T-shirt. It's hilarious the, the power I of a one next,
9: I want to see one next year like this, Ed. Yeah. Well, well, I this think, year, um,
3: Dave, Dave Causey, I think I think to be fair to Dave he, uh Eddie, can we put one in a frame for him instead of him wearing it? I, think he'd
2: love
0: <laughs> I guarantee you, Dave. One's in the mail, mate. One's in the mail.
2: Hang on, Dave. Here's one oh, I, want,
6: <laughs> I, I, I collect two of each footy jumper, mate. So I think I need a dark. Is it navy blue and grey? Yeah,
0: we'll go with navy and white. So right, right,
11: right. Um, we kept the yes. nice I'll
0: mean, wing. I'll one clean. It
11: was actually XL. Actually, you know, as demon <laughs> as demons fans, like one thing that I looked at was how come they how come they went to navy blue? Like I thought the electric blue that's in that emblem is so much cooler. Well, we've probably got
0: the right man on the show to talk about the history of jumpers being a jumper collector. Um, you you yeah. two would get along very well, Eddie and, uh, <laughs> and Dave. Just tell us quickly, Eddie, uh, what's the latest number you're up to on T-shirts? In
11: your uh, I'm mean, about mid-9,000s.
0: <laughs>
6: you know, <laughs> yeah, he's got me covered. <laughs> storage facilities.
0: Yeah. Um,
11: uh, and I, uh, I believe
0: so- you... you I believe you culled your collection a little bit um, not long ago, Eddie, just to make a bit of room.
11: I've had, <laughs> I, I like pretty much the earthquake the other week. I was moving my T-shirt collection. <laughs> like, oh my god, what a weird, what a weird few weeks we've had. Yeah. Yes, We sure have. You sure have,
0: Dave. Do you know any of that history of just when, what year that was that switch over from the
6: from the yeah, royal? It was um, seventy five or seventy six. They changed. So they've always wore navy blue up until that point. Colour Go. TV, when it was introduced, they went to the royal blue colour mm. um, because it, it looked better on colour TV. Well, we, we, you know, HD and OLEDs and QLEDs and all that sort of stuff certainly went around back <laughs> then. So um, it was, wasn't a back. It, so it was from that point until about 86 they, they wore that royal blue as their home jumper, so it didn't clash Color TV back in 87, they returned back to the, the navy blue and have worn that ever since. Um, they've used mm-hmm. it in uh, the heritage, and I mentioned Clint. I had one of his jumpers before, that was a, a heritage jumper that they wore back in uh, well, crikey 06, I think it was. Uh, and they've used it as a class jumper now for the last two or three seasons. So, um, I, I think it's a great throwback. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Aaron, you'd agree, mate. Wearing white or silver yep. jumpers for Melbourne—just look—I'll collect them because I'm a collector. But they yeah. just—they're not Melbourne colours. Um, yeah. The royal blue <laughs> makes it a, a simple alternative when you're when you're talking clash. And so glad that the Bulldogs got to wear their standard jumper on the weekend as well. Um,
11: yeah.
6: I, I, look, I, I am a traditionalist when it comes to footy jumpers and. I was a bit upset when Richmond had to wear that yellow. um oh, yeah. turn it back in 2017. Um, yeah, they made it work. It's probably sold the millions of bucks of memorabilia and merchandise. But um, uh, look at yeah, no, the traditional jumpers for me uh, are outstanding. And and you, know, you might not have been on earlier, but I've got over 250 odd jumpers, and some of the the best ones I oh, like are true. actually the heritage ones that. Um, and you can probably see the one in the background. Over my shoulder with the the red stripe down the down the guts. That was yep. the original one worn in about, or in a a copy of worn in, you know, the eighteen nineties, early nineteen hundreds, and they wore that mm-hmm. in the nineteen ninety six centenary round. So, uh, I love that type of history, and it's um, yep. it's great that they had those heritage rounds in the early two thousands.
11: I, I believe Melbourne um, are up to thirteen premierships, right? I think Aaron said twelve right. before.
0: No, it was twelve in the lead-up. I said twelve, and then obviously uh, the lead into
11: tonight was actually winning one. So, um, I, I believe I believe now Richmond. I believe now Richmond, Melbourne, and Hawthorne are on thirteen premierships. Do you know yeah, who's on the lead? leader,
1: yeah. who's got the, who's the most premierships. Do you know who's on the most um, premierships? Tell
11: him he's on you, yeah, um, Carlton and your mob. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just checking, just checking. I wasn't sure.
11: Just
3: checking, just checking. So, well, I, so, so I Glenn, kind of think Glenn is sorry. the perfect supporter at SNN. Where if things aren't going well, obviously he sucked it. And yeah. now a brand new year, he's going to be—he is going to be that arrogant supporter that lets all the rest of us humble supporters down too much. Yeah, yeah. So just, just ignore what Glenn says a lot from now on. <laughs>
0: Just so remember, a very rare thing to hear. Hum- just remember, boys. You're, you, now. Yeah, just remember now. You're you're part of the demon, demon no, family, am. mate. So we <laughs> won't be drawing that little retro paper plane that you guys call a bomber. Um, we won't be drawing
2: that in a
1: hurry. So I'm sure. If, <laughs> if if any, if, retro yeah, paper a plane. At nice. Look at that.
0: There's no, there's no bomber in that, mate. Um, <laughs> And years of put it this way. I, I feel great, and I'm sure Dave Causey does um, feel great knowing that we can put that 2000 to bed now and forget about that and not be tortured by so many bomber supporters for so many years. Um, we can forget that day and we can forget 88 now. Um,
11: and so I, I gotta say,
0: to say... Sorry, mate, go.
11: I got to say that um, out of all the teams, like we all go for teams that potentially are going to be in the finals for the next few years like um i think that if they get in the finals you got to put it right at the start of the finals not it not halfway not three quarters the way not on the day not at not at half time not at three quarter time um i think you got to do it right from the final series and that's what i guess i was saying to aaron
0: Okay, Eddie, you've got my word now. What we are going to do for the next one? <laughs> oh, here we go. Whoever, whoever, here we go. No, hang on a second. Let me finish. Whoever the team is, yeah. hopefully it's one of our the team that's sitting here now.
2: Pretty um, likely. If it's
0: not, who knows? It might be Hayden Stanton's North Melbourne kangaroos. Who knows? Yep. Um, you just don't know these days, do you? Uh, but we will make sure that Eddie Zamet's involved and he's going to create you... <laughs> your club the right t-shirt and we guarantee you um, that they're gonna be they're gonna be made pre pre-final series yeah.
3: as soon and, as the I'll tell you time. what okay. you, you've opened something for me there Aaron now yeah. Dave get up Dave if, if you got the North Melbourne one there here's your first bet for twenty twenty three uh twenty twenty two hang on hang Hayden, up Hayden his, for this if Hayden and his team are in the same position this time next year Yep. I, will, I will get a tat. I will get a dead set tat,
0: right up on oh, my hip. No. We're making bets. We're making bets. On, it's great to on. see. We'll we'll Give we'll us that again. Give us that again. Give us that again, lovey. I will get that
3: retrospective North Melbourne uh, emblem on my left hip.
1: Done. If they win the play next year. God, I'm burping hey, for win. the Kangaroos now. Get on that. You And you now. will look
10: magnificent, okay. by the way. <laughs> Look
0: forward Run. to it. Um, Eddie, oh, no. it's been f- fantastic to have you on, mate. Feel free to hang around and, and talk a little bit of footy as you, I know you love your footy. So feel free to jump on. We're about to move into the second half um, and talk about it. Feel, feels a bit like the Brady Bunch at the moment. We've got a big screen up here with all these guys <laughs> on it. Um, and I don't know why, but mate, but we're wasting our biggest talent that we've got on this whole show. Probably the, the biggest football brain we've got here, Clint Bartram. What are we hiding him backstage for? Um, bringing back up, Clint. <laughs> tell us a little bit about your thoughts, oh, mate, coming into halftime. Coming into halftime, um, how confident were you the Demons were going to pull something out of the bag in the third quarter?
5: Well, AC, firstly, the boys have articulated beautifully game plans, structures, everything that uh, I wasn't able to do. I just said I like Jack Viney's tackling. These boys are going into Great to hear. <laughs> going line by line on defensive <laughs> items. So. I'm not just sure you've uh, described yeah, there, too, mate.
10: By the way,
0: <laughs> just on that, Clint. Um, that's a very good point because sometimes the game can be overanalyzed and the game plan <laughs> can be too, too, uh, too, um, too hard for footballers necessarily to understand. But we we made a very simple decision uh, come that fourth quarter. Oh, I think it might have even been the third quarter, from from memory of what I heard, uh, and there was something written on the board that uh, that basically threw the game plan out and said, get the ball and kick it. Um, and that was an exciting part for me because I've always loved that play on footy and get it forward and get it quick. It was kind of a wet weather kind of philosophy. Um, but I'm just mm-hmm. interested in your thoughts on, on what you thought of coming into that third quarter.
5: Yeah, well, that sort of footy stands up in finals footy. And you've seen that, um, you know, for the last 15 or 20 years, probably since, you know, the in brisbane dynasties um, when you when you own Ford half football it's uh, you know you're in a commanding position to dominate possession, apply pressure uh, and ultimately um, you know, you're know you able to hit the scoreboard a lot more but um, the third quarter was an interesting one like as I said to you at the start of the chat I, I wasn't too concerned throughout the second quarter even though um, they kicked a couple of goals and um, you know they got unbelievable players, Bontepelli Uh, McRae, Libba, Trelaw, all those sort of guys um, can turn football games really, really quickly. So they were always going to have patches of uh, dominance as well. Um, But, I mean, it starts in the centre. Every time Melbourne um, slam goals on, like against Geelong, it starts in the centre. And um, I think uh, Jackson going in there uh, certainly provided a different dynamic and... um, Track, Clary and, uh, and Viney just really got the job done. And, and that's ultimately where you're most dangerous in, in modern footy. Um, when you've got the 6-6 six, six and 6 and you can come out of the centre square, it's um, it can get messy very quickly. And, and unfortunately for the doggies, they're on the uh, receiving end of a, of a pretty clinical performance.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think the interesting part was uh, that they came out into that third quarter, though, and as we're about to see, they banged a the couple on early too, which... I wasn't a happy man. I can tell you there was fair silence in my house for a little while. The kids were the kids wouldn't speak. My wife wouldn't speak to me. Uh, I decided, geez, what have we done wrong to deserve this? The storm just copped the whacking. They didn't make the grand final, and here go You're my demons. T-shirt, out. Yeah, the t-shirt was off. I actually had the t-shirt underneath a hoodie. Well, right from the start of the game, and I. Then I'm thinking, oh, bloody Eddie. Eddie's cost me. Lead. He's cost me. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to push the lead back on the jar, mate, and it just wouldn't happen. So um, here we are for the third quarter. Let's play this.
8: Trelor ahead of the footy. Long ball. Oh, Johanneson! Enormous
4: grab. It was a good penetrating kick from Trelor and what a great mark from Joe there. Seven goals, three to one goal, five since quarter time.
8: To Rourke Smith, who released the footy somehow, I'm not quite sure. They've still got it inside 50. Williams, taking in a tackle. Look out, Bontempelli.
4: Oh, this is some game he's playing. They're just one goal away from exploding again, I reckon. But they need to... Oh, God, he's hit ricochets with the heart's office, that was dangerous, going, very very lucky, Eddie.
8: Jackson to the front, Viney went without, through came Smith, Harms now, long one into space, Fritz in the first position possible.
4: They need the next one or the one after even. Two out of the three. Oliver, here they come. Petrarca. Long ball. French over the back. Recovers and goals. He kicks it. French has got four Brown, on man. Down by seven.
8: First goal from centre circle clearance there for Melbourne. six with the prelim. Here's another look. Long one. Petrarca. Benny Brown. They're find another one here, Melbourne. They've kicked the last four of this game. Long ball, pick it at the back, Petrarca, Petrarca, oh wow, how good is that?
3: Six, six, six clearances as well.
4: He's got both of them, Petrarca and Bonampelli going head-to-head, head. Here he is to Oliver again, this one going to be a big one, Sparrow to make it a three goal, three point go, he's got it! Melbourne up by three goals. Three-quarter time.
8: Little one from Barney. Surely not another one. Handball to Oliver. Streaming
2: through. Bang. Bang, bang, bang.
0: Now, that was time. Danger time
5: coming out of there. <laughs>
0: oh, absolutely. I mean, guys, have you ever seen a Demon's team third quarter I know we're supposedly the best third quarter team right now, right? That was just incredible dominance. Um, Ten minutes into that first quarter, third quarter, obviously, but after that, it was just incredible, wasn't it? See, um, Clint, your thoughts?
5: Well, I, I actually haven't seen a team dominate a period of football like they did, um, minus the um, thirty-seven goals that Geelong kicked on us back in two thousand, whenever that was. But that, that was unbelievable to do that in the biggest stage there is. Um, you just, I mean, it shows the class of players that, that they had across all divisions of the ground. So it was pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, it sure was. Uh, Dave, your thoughts? Um, I'll give yeah, you're a bit more up and about then.
6: Oh uh, yeah, look, absolutely. And I think I said earlier in the in the chat that my young bloke went pretty quiet at that nineteen point when Bond kicked the goal. And I thought. Geez, I've, I've got to pep him up here. I said, mate, we, we're still in this. Um, we kicked the first one and I sent a little text message to a few blokes and I just said, next goal is huge. Um, then we kicked another one I said, next is huge. And then then I said, next. And then I got to NIH and I didn't have time to tick. They were just going so fast <laughs> at it and kicking. I didn't have time. I just gave up sending the messages. It was, you know, it, it was like watching the highlight reel that, you know that you've just put on there you didn't actually cut anything out of that footage you've yeah. just played it as if it was going live and yeah. you know my my wife sort of come in and she says what the f- just happened I said oh, I'm not sure don't know
0: it was yeah. just I mean as a yeah, as you know as it as a demon supporter you wouldn't want to head you have headed to the toilet at that phase. I mean you just missed the best 5 minutes of footy of all time um well,
6: it's a just phenomenal that, yeah if you walked out the door when uh you, we kick one of those goals and go right. Well, they're not going to kick any more before three quarter time. You've missed three goals in forty seconds, and I was close to doing that because I had a couple more beers by that stage, and I needed to wander
0: off. Yes, yes. I mean, Clint and I, we we touched on that that moment, and you're always talking games. When when's that moment that turned it? Um, and we touched on and talked about that point where Jack Vining just split that pack, the ball. Um, was a mistake from Bailey Smith, really. It wasn't really a mistake. He kind of half overran it and it kind of fell free. Harms just hit it at absolute top pace. And that just that beautiful kick to position where I reckon traditionally Harms would have had a shot there. Um, but he just kicked it wide enough and far enough forward. And anyone that's a forward just, mate, would have just said, how good is this delivery? Exactly where you want it to be. Someone that someone like Bailey Fridge can just run his man off the ground. You were never going to get to that defensively. Um, yeah, yeah, incredible moment. Um, Lovey, your thoughts uh, as a as a football avid follower.
11: Yeah, um, I
3: thought that first fifteen minutes, Melbourne were probably just too aggressive. So the way they were setting up around stoppages and and, the, and that last Bontempelli goal was a perfect example of it. Just. Once the ball sort of clears out of the area, quite a lot in that first half of that quarter, the Melbourne guys were probably just a bit too aggressive on that on on the wrong side of the ball. Now Pontem Pelli should never have been able to get free like he was. He's already on his knees, literally three seconds prior um, from the contest. Someone should have just hung back. But instead, Melbourne players were probably just trying to force a bit too much. Um, But what staggered me the most, uh, there's a few key things here. What staggered me the most. Was and this is why I hate sports scientists sitting on the boundary line. Why is Bontempelli being summoned to the bench after he's kicked that goal, and he misses the next five minutes of football? It is just it, it, I just find the whole that whole concept. And you know, I, I'm not involved in it at the AFL level clearly, but it's a grand final. You keep your best players on for as long as you can, and if your best player is on a roll like he was, you know what? You keep him on. You keep him on. If you have to rest him on a wing or forward still, you do it. You bring him off the ground. It's almost deflating. And the, the the other the other two key things I'll bring up, and I said this to you prior to the grand final. You watch you watch for Luke Jackson. What people aren't talking about with Luke Jackson is his ability to be far more athletic than what English and Steph Martin were. Right. So, yep. Gorney does his work. He pushes forward. But it wasn't just Petraka and Oliver in that in that 10-minute burst. The guy that was constantly in there and, and doubling up and doubling up and, and basically chewing his opponent out was, was Lukey Jackson. It was brilliant. Mm. Um, and, and the other key thing that changed for me for Melbourne was, was the way that uh, all of a sudden the key forwards weren't colliding with each other, weren't leading to the same areas. That fridge goal occurred perfectly because they split they it split out to get one-on-ones. So they started doing that a lot more. The dogs just, you you can't stop that. And I'm with you guys. I I haven't seen an eight-minute burst of football like that in in a bloody long time. Not that many goals in Um, such a short space of time.
2: Yeah.
0: Eddie, I'll throw to you, mate, being obviously a fan of the Tigers that have dominated the last few years. um, Mate, that just reminded me of the Tigers during that period of, with that just chaos footy. Forward at all costs. Take it on, run, run like crazy, and not have to worry about too much else. And most importantly, convert. What's your thoughts?
11: Actually, I, I knew you would be sweating it at halftime, thinking this T-shirt has done me in. But all I, all I kept on thinking was um, actually the Richmond Geelong game, where Richmond was in a fairly similar scenario last year. Like, um, and then all of a sudden. Three-quarter time we kept it up with um, um, Geelong and then we ran away in the um, in the final quarter. So I, I was pretty confident all the way through that uh, Melbourne would do um, really well. But there was a lot of – it was a very good um, team effort. I was going to say there was a good 10 minutes of football this year. It would be seven goals in 10 minutes by Richmond against the Bombers. I'm just pointing that out. The oh,
2: dream it's uh, a fair, yeah, point. A a fair point. And you're going to a allow that. I'm going
0: say goodbye to
2: Eddie. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> <they>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, you. Can, you can come on and comment all day about the Bombers and what took them down, mate. But aren't they an interesting team? Um, They'll, they'll be coming back next year for sure. They're an exciting little bunch. Um, yeah. I think I'd be a little bit nervous if I was a Tiger right now. Um, well, I, actually, but, I
11: actually think it's going to be a great season next year. Like, they're... That like I still can't get over that West Coast were out of the finals and Richmond. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very interesting um, top eight next year.
0: Yeah, it sure is um, the true evenness of the competition, and we know even outside that top eight, there's two or yeah. three teams there that could have easily come up and played seventh and eighth. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, the dog the doggies obviously got there, um, and geez, take your hat off to the doggies. Let's let's. Let's give them a bit of credit where they came from and where they got to. I mean, they were – everyone called them done after that Brisbane game. They've lost their top four spot. You know, this is, this is the end for them. And look what they delivered. I mean, an absolute smashing in that, in that prelim against Port. And they were well on their way. Um, I was most worried as a Melbourne sport. – I'm not sure about you, Dave – but um, to, to come up against the doggies out of all of them. Uh, I, I thought we were on the track of playing Port, no doubt. Um, but it, boy, it didn't pan out like that, and, and I, I'm sure you guys agree as football lovers that the two best teams in the end made it. Um, and I think that was a really exciting uh, chapter uh, in this year's final series. H, uh, I'm interested in your thoughts, mate, as a as an avid follower um, and a look in, a look on um, on what could be one day for the Kangaroos. Give us your thoughts,
10: H. Yeah, look, I think it was just a, a powerful display and. There were a heap of moments in the third quarter, but I think the the overall quarter from about the 12-minute mark was Angus Sprayshaw's ability to get back and help in coverage. And and it was a, a critical contest where Bont was sneaking forward and he, he just basically charged off the wing, pushed all the way back and, and collided with him, got the ball to the ground, and Melbourne went coast to coast and scored off the back of it. And I, I just think that was symbolic of the way... I think, the selflessness of the team. And, and they, I think they just grew from that. I mean, there were moments, as Clip touched on earlier, with, with Harms' his kick, fat side to Fritch. You know, Petrarca's dribble goal in the pocket. Um, Fritch's little five-minute period where he went bang, bang, and just hit the scoreboard twice. You know, Lever started dropping off and marking the footy. It just it came to fruition. They got their lead early, obviously, the Dogs, and then Melbourne just flipped the switch, and, and, and the Dogs just couldn't go with them. They just blew them off the paddock. And their, their ability around stoppage to just power through it I mean, you know, it's been well talked about in the media, but, you know, the one thing that you don't want to do when you've got a dominant midfield group that you're playing against is give them the, you know, full-of-the-ball entries where they just basically walk straight through you and poor old Liber got caught out three or four times just sucking up to the contest, and they just, just bulldoze through him. And, and once that happened, the floodgates gates opened, and, and it was just party time from there on.
1: Look, and I think with that, too, as you said, blokes like Liber and Pont they're natural ball-getters. They'll try to go get the ball. Sure. And I think you mentioned earlier about Melbourne have got that ability, and they're probably the best side at it, of being that little bit of space off the contest. So, a couple of times the doggies went to the contest, booster or honeypot style, and Melbourne, whether it be Petrarca, Oliver, whoever it were, got them out the back, and they were well and truly off for of the races. And you yeah. watch Liber, you watch Bond a couple of times chase them down, but they were never going to catch them. And once they got there, once they got that momentum in that second half of the third quarter, as an impartial viewer, I was wrapped because I thought, "Geez, just watching the doggies. I'm not saying the doggies turned up their toes and gave up, but Melbourne were up and about and they were doing what Melbourne had done all year and they were confident about doing it.
10: Yeah, and that's been their biggest improvement, I think. Melbourne, their their midfield group, have always been pretty hard. Like They're pretty hard. Oliver's a really good contested player. Viney's brutal. Um, Petrarca's just a a 100-kilo beast. They They can do anything inside, but... They've been able to get that spread right on the outside, so they can quite they can match you in the contest. They can go head to head, and then on the outside, if you give them five meters, you get chopped up. Simple as that. I tell you what, H, it was really funny.
3: You mentioned Libba being an ex mid, and as a and sort of as a guy that either straight line it or just was doing his role, I, I felt so sorry for him after the third you. one in a row. <laughs> I, I, I reckon I would have been yelling at the coach's box. I'm trying. I'm doing the best I can. I've got three coming at me like a like an absolute train. What am yeah. I supposed to fucking do here? <laughs> yeah.
10: Well, he'd been amazing all year in that particular role, hadn't he? Yeah. I mean, he, he yeah. basically, he'd basically been their contest player, Um, you know, and, and against the Bombers, you know, um, you know, his ability to be able to, in the, especially in the second half when it got wet and real hard, his, his, his first position ability to be able to get it, release it, with those quick hands that they do, or the throws, as you like to call them sometimes, that they throw the ball out you know, any way they can. But um, that, that, unfortunately for him, he just got sucked in and, and trying too hard, as you talked about earlier. Sometimes you can try too hard. And he was just trying so hard to impact it that the ball was going through him, you know, at a rate of knots. But I,
3: I can't help but think to, that a lot of that period where he was under the pump, it's like I said before, the pump was off the field. I mean, there, there was yep. no, you know, they had Treloar in there too long. Trulor was a real good trick for the second quarter. Um, yes, I'm sounding like I should have won eight AFL flags, but I, I just felt like Trelaw was perhaps in there for a bit too long. Like yeah. maybe do that again in the fourth quarter, but yeah, yeah. You just when your when your team's on such a roll, um, yeah. like you say, momentum's a killer. It really is, and you can't drop the two back anymore like you used to be able to do. Like the six 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 allows that sort of momentum now. Yeah. I think that's one of the advantages of that rule. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was. Jeez, it was floodgate city. So in, in it
1: time was of life. It, as we've all touched on, like we've all watched and been around a lot of footy, local level, watching AFL, supporting our sides. It was amazing. That that eight minutes of footy, that was the most clinical. Like even as um James Boshaw said in the commentary box, is there time for another one? Well, I think a lot of us thought there is the way they were they were doing it so easy out of the middle. And the synergy yeah, no. of being demons in 666, as you said, lovely, it just the way they were playing with the confidence, it just made it two minutes, three minutes. To them, that's two, three, four possible goals. Yeah. yeah. No
0: I think a few a few things that were critical that came out after the game that we, we learned from that third quarter too was Gorney's ability to come off on the bench, see the game for what it was and inject Luke Jackson into that position. I think that was really critical. Uh, Luke Jackson, as Clint said before, just just critical about what the way he went about it and became that extra ruck rover. I mean, there was countless times that he got the ball or linked up or even put, put on a tackle. And, and Gorney probably at that point was a little spent um, and, and just a, a super smart move by him. Also, the other one that I think has gone under the radar a little bit was um, Clary Oliver's move um, to take um, Bontempelli as he started to drift forward. Jack Viney's not the man to go there. Um, we all know that at he he's an absolute bull, bull with the ball um, and a bull chasing the ball, but he can get caught out quickly if he's sucked back and into that kind of half back line and into the, towards the pocket. So I think that was a really smart call to to swap him out. Um, and obviously Oliver uh, sacrificed his game to some degree. Um, and obviously that's where Petrarca just lifted up uh, and took Took the game by the by the horns, but if you see any of that footage from that third quarter, um, the word word was that uh, Petrarca copped an absolute bake from uh, Choco Williams and, and and asked him to give him to give him more. It's his time, uh, and boy, did he did he deliver? But if you see the footage of of Patraka, um, his eyes look like he's just on an absolute mission um, to get the job done. Even when he kicked goals, he was he was just raring to go for another one. So. Um, I mean I've never seen forget whose team it is for now I've never seen a quarter of dominance like that where they just relentless right to the last minute um, and really set themselves up um, which moves us into uh, the next thing and I think just before we do we'll, we'll go to one more one more ad and then I think it's uh, we all know what time it is boys
11: Winston was having a wee wench to me the other day about the
7: price of meat. So I gave him a canny kind of bit of Scottish advice. I told him, chum is such good value. You can carve yourself a traditional meaty dinner, cram-packed with beefy goodness. Hey, <laughs> Chum soon got that stiff upper lip moving. Ach, chum is so
2: jumpy. You could carve it. <laughs> Beautiful.
9: Charlie, absolute
0: <laughs> super. Super role, mate, that he played there. Um, Dave, that was fun. The Scottish accent, mate. You gotta love it.
9: Well, mate, I just had to just have to move the lips. The old ad did all the work, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it sure did. It sure did. Um easy to play when it's they're such great ads, hey.
0: Um yeah. all right boys, it's pickled onion time. Let's do this.
1: Is this number five?
0: I think we're at yeah. four. Bullshit, we're at
1: five. Oh we've at five, aren't we? Yeah, they've had four. Okay. Thanks, H. You can come on any time, mate. <laughs> you, 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 did
0: say, you did say H was uh, straight down the line, mate, so well done, H. Good call.
2: <laughs>
1: I think Glenn actually enjoys these, to be honest with you. I think oh, you <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not.
2: <laughs>
0: now, now, Lovey, from memory, when we are talking about the pickled onions, I think you're a, a cut-em-in-half man, which uh, I haven't seen you do that tonight, so... Well done, mate, for taking it on. The bull oh. by the horns, as they say. Oh, they you mentioned that you, you used to cut them in half as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you've uh, you've taken them full as they, as they deserve to be eaten, mate. Well, people,
1: actually, people actually pay for these things, do they?
0: Oh, God.
1: This is shit. <laughs>
0: Righto. <laughs> let's, uh, let's move on very quickly before these boys need to get off camera. Here we go with the fourth quarter um, This was the best quarter of footy I've ever watched uh, for me I'm sure Clint agrees And Dave agrees that This was exciting to watch
8: He dribbles it into the path Of Sparrow in the Forward pocket,
4: half forward High one for Benny Brown Got it, got it But no look Here goes Langdon. Got within 16, short kick the They've done so
8: much defending back half of this game. They break this one up as well. Keith flicks the handball through. And the dogs can bring it away, but so much ahead of the ball is stagnant. There you go. Petrarca strips it. And look at the vision of Christian Petrarca
4: goes long and ahead of Jackson Courtney from the side with the big spoil Norton was there little one here from Neil Bullen got it out wide, found some space for Jackson he's skidded over, Salem he wants a piece of the action, he's got it as well he has got it Brown to Brayshaw, Sparrow working hard and Fritz is going to get another look Tom McDonald times the ticking Every heart is beating true and blue for the red and blue. After 57 long years, the Demons are premiers in 2021. Extraordinary stuff. And McDonald kicks the goal. Delirious man!
0: Oh, it's a grand old flag once more. Um, how good is that? Hey, uh, you and, play, what, play, you and almost cried. Watching that again, in Clint. Mate, I was crying. Been... I was crying. I was crying well before that, mate. But um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: We're
0: clean. I just uh, one thing I did with about <laughs> four, four or five minutes to go was film a bit of reaction. And sadly, for some reason, my camera must have cut out just about a minute or so before Team um, Mac got that last kick. But this was my one of my initial. Reactions with uh, when the lid really came off.
9: I told you, I told you, come on, go, demons. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, Mate, boys. The, best thing about that, the best thing about that, your lovely daughter Olivia, so I tell your beautiful wife up and about any danger, Nick? You get off the phone, or what's going on there?
0: Oh, that's what I mean, Nick. Give me, I was going to turn around at one point and say, Give me something, kid. You got a left. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, what an experience to sit there. Um, you know, in hindsight, you could think of, uh, as Dave said, it was disappointing not to be at the game. Traditionally, Dave and I would have cut off limbs to be at, at that grand final. Um, but to celebrate it with your family at home, it's fair to say, I may not do that again. So, I mean, to do that with this, this crop of demons, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was in tears well before that. Um, I was in tears when there was goal after goal um, raining down on, on that third quarter. And that fourth quarter it's kind of seemed like it went forever. Um, I was going, I, I just couldn't watch. At one stage, it would just, I got that emotional. I was that excited that this was finally it. They can't take it off us. I know, Dave. Uh, we've been we've been in this position uh, a couple of times in in any game of footy, really, where you get five and eight goals up and still think you, that's not enough for the demons. Anything can happen from here, um, and it just didn't happen. And for once, Dave, we can call ourselves premiership fans uh, it's an yeah, exciting
6: time yeah spot on yeah I, uh, I, I didn't realize tom mcdonald had kicked that goal after the siren and i i i saw you sitting on the couch mate i stood for the whole game behind the couch i could not sit down for the whole game i, I woke up sunday morning well i went to bed sunday morning i woke up later sunday morning and the legs were bloody sore i couldn't work out why but i'd stood the whole game and then my daughter showed me um Showed me the footage of me just tearing like a baby, and um, no, nah, it was uh, as I said earlier. You know, it goes to the top of the list for the best days of the life, and um, yeah, looking forward to looking forward to the next one, mate. Let's uh, let's go again.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Uh we all talk about that, and I mentioned at the start of the show that, um, and I know Cousins mentioned to me um, a couple of times that. Isn't it, isn't it funny that, uh, how greedy you can become once you win a premiership and all of a sudden you just hunger and want more? Um, we've never known this feeling, Dave, uh, in our lifetime and, and Clint. Um, and boy, we'd love to taste this uh, experience again. Uh, Clint, just tell me a little bit about that uh, ex-players WhatsApp group, mate. It must have absolutely lit up if it wasn't already on fire um, before – before into that third quarter by the end of the game it must have did it go silent there for a second when everyone just broke down in tears or just tell me what, what
2: happened
5: uh, well the second quarter there was some wise words of advice from a few past players um i think someone was saying can someone get to fucking bond um I think <laughs> I he was having an argument with someone now we need to get to caleb daniel and so that was going on for for the second quarter but um certainly once they started putting it down all the boys uh jumped on uh, the best bit was actually Gaz's um Gaz's view of uh where things were at after the game he he sent through some some really good videos of of all the boys celebrating and those kind of intimate shots that um yeah everyone wishes they were a part of and so it was it was pretty um it was pretty special to be part of you know, a, a group that's collectively been involved in a in an organisation that's previously had so much, so much success, and now to to see it come full three, uh, you know, three sixty or one eighty, whichever way you want to look at it, um, mate, oh, I was so happy. I was just, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't get emotional. I was just genuinely relieved and happy that that everyone that's been involved in this beautiful club. Um, gets the opportunity to, to celebrate and to feel that sense of pride. And, um, you know, you, you can't really explain that to to people who, who've who sort of sat through um, success. Um, you know, the Essendon guys, I know you're talking about, you know, coming back to, you know, bringing your club back to being a great club, but um, that's got nothing on, the, on some of the pain that Melbourne's been through at the moment, so... Uh, very bloody happy, AC. Yes, <laughs> yes. um,
0: yeah, yeah. How, could you, How not be? could you not be? Um, um, one, one, one clip I want to play was play after, the the after the game. Echo, Sorry, Echo there, boy. A
3: bit of feedback from right,
0: the okay. AC. All right, bear with me. Just take yourself All right, off We're going to play this. <laughs> that little pause there. I'm not sure what happened there. But uh, anyway, how good was that celebration, boys, to see that passion after so many years? Obviously, the, the great the great footage um, that we showed too was – or didn't show there but was, was highlighted beautifully – was the whole big circle with every member um, and every person at a club. And we always see that at kind of premiership time. But that was a really special moment to see so many past players, so many – um, and one one thing I'll never forget is um, is one of your ex bombers, uh, Pig Hibbert, mate, grabbing that cup and bolting straight to all the past players that were there at the game, mate, and and handing over the cup. Bernie Vince took it with uh, with gusto, mate. He couldn't. He would have been very much part of that big celebration, and it was so exciting to see, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, great,
1: great. Guys, give us uh,
0: give us your reaction, mate. Um,
1: oh, mate, look, look, was fantastic. Look, obviously. I'm a demon supporter for a week, but as you know, my both my in laws are Melbourne, passionate Melbourne supporters. My mother's a Melbourne supporter, and she <laughs> said to me as recently as Saturday morning, look, I'm ne- she's nearly aching. My mum, hopefully I get to see her flag before I die. Which I thought, shit, I hope they win then. Like, no pressure. <laughs> but um <laughs> fantastic scenes, mate. Like to see as, as you know, passionate Bomber supporter. The thing I like about what the Bombers are doing this year, they're enjoying their footy. As I touched on when we spoke on the Thursday before, the um, grand final Clint's nodding his head. You look at the Melbourne blokes, even when they were down during games this year and on the big dance last Saturday, they still had smiles in their faces. They still were very focused. And to see them enjoy the fruits of their labour from the year, importance to them. And as they often... Often the best side in the league doesn't win the flag. This year definitely was the case.
11: That's true.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think um, one thing I there was a couple of moments just before you do, Lovey. That um, you know, a couple of quotes that kind of came out of that game was Jack Viney's interview. Um, You know, first year, two games, we won. First game got beaten by eighty points. Second game, one hundred and fifty points. Coming off the field, with supporters throwing scarves at us, we were the laughing stock of the comp, and now we just won a premiership. I mean, if that's not one of the sweetest moments uh, as a player and as a fan, mate, that that one got me. And obviously, Petrarca um, tucking the Norm Smith away because um, he be built to be selfless. Uh, there was an incredible effort, and we all know. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of you guys that have, have seen Petrarca play, and and always said to me that he's going to be a star. Um, now he's a legitimate star. He's raised his whole game to another level now. Uh, and we hope he can continue it on. Um, and it's just a, a brilliant time, mate. And, and talk about good luck, Charms. There's always one. Uh, seven <laughs> games, seven wins, one premiership. Would this kid be on absolute cloud nine, Jake Bowie? I mean, seriously, um, what an effort. Uh, and Clint, you probably have memories of, uh, of little... Little goal sneaks or little back pocketers, mate. Um, in amongst your your time at the demons, mate, there was always one that kind of snuck in there to the celebrations and got part of it. Jake Bowie, mate, legitimate star that earned his spot um, coming up through the ranks and seven games. Just happened to be seven games and now a premiership player.
5: Yeah, good. It's, uh, he'd be thinking football is bloody easy at the moment. Come in, win premiership, uh, put on him. It's, uh, it's that youthful uh, exuberance that, that brings life to footy clubs as well. So, um <laughs> I, mean, well, I just still can't believe that, uh, uh, you know, what they did as a collective group. You've got really, really young group in there. And you look at that photo. A lot of those guys are under twenty five years old. They they're still going to be around the mark for a long time, um, should they be able to keep them all together. So it's pretty exciting to be a D supporter right now.
3: That's a scary yeah, thing. Sure, that's sure. a scary thing for the rest of the competition. That that team's yeah. not going away in a hurry. Um, no. And I, you know, it, it, it's it's frightening to think, like you said, um, maybe there's two blokes. How many blokes are over twenty eight in that team? Maybe two or three. And that's it. The rest of and, and, you know, one of them Maxie Gorn. Well, he's still got another four years anyway. So, um, yeah, they're going to be around a long time. I, I really like Maxie Gorn, and, and someone, else, someone else mentioned it too. The way Max Gorn referenced past players, obviously those that have, um, have passed away as well, but other other people that have chipped in for the club over the years is really important. But I reckon that, like that big circle they did in the end of the game uh, back in the back in the rooms, you imagine the collective years that those people have put in for that club. Like it would just, it would be a staggering the amount of years that the volunteers, the administrators, everyone in that circle would have put in for that club. Like there's a lot of them that have been there for a long, long time, isn't that Clint? And, and oh, I think is. that's got to be. I, I just really hope you know there's, there's that little debate they have about well, every player should get a medal. I don't agree with that. Um, I think it should stick to the 23 or 20, whatever it is. Really good clubs will make sure that those people are recognised anyway. And I think that, um, you know, a, a club, a, a, a group of people that have helped that held that club aloft and afloat for the last 20 years, I mean, it must feel so good for them, almost as much as the players I would have thought.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, one name that comes to mind is uh, John Stanaway. Uh, Clint, um, who Stannis has been there forever, you know, heart and soul, footy club, every club's got one. Um, he was always one of those guys that was at training, regardless, looking after every one of the boys, making sure, you know, he was the last one to leave, all that sort of story. What what are your quick memories, mate, of Stannis in your time
5: there? Oh, Stannis is a ripper. His, um, his wife and my mum are actually best mates. So um, know the Stannaways really, really well. And um, Johnny was there from when I was a 17-year-old and he was the only one I used to let tape my ankles because um, he just put a little bit more love into it than some of the other trainers. And he's care for all the boys that come through. He'd never, you know, even if he was about to head home, if if you needed a massage or something done or some ice put on, he'd always be the first one um, volunteering to help you. And it's those sort of guys, as you say, that they're, they're around football clubs and they probably don't get acknowledged until there's real success. Um, but, you know, you could name another five or ten of those sort of guys at each and every club um, who just give their heart and soul. And, and that's fundamentally what makes football clubs tick. Um, the players come and go, but it's the support base and, and you know, all the team, the, the internal teams of uh, football organisations that, that really hold that place together. So... He's um he's one of a kind though, Johnny. All the players will love him. If you speak to any player, they will always speak so highly of him, and uh, you know, for good reason. He's a he's an unbelievable fella, and um, someone who loves Melbourne uh, as much as probably as much as all us guys on here.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, Dave, obviously, when like you, probably most of you boys on on this show, you were you were kind of handed a team when you were a kid. There was no pick a team uh, from from any of my memories. mate. it was. If you wanted to follow footy and you wanted to go to the footy uh, with my uncles, um, it was the demons or no one. Uh, And I only ever went to a couple of games a year back in the early days as a young kid. And it was, it was Footscray and it was St. Kilda. um, And, and I reckon those teams still beat us a couple of times along the way. Uh, Plenty of times there, Tony Lockett destroyed us. Simon Beasley destroyed us. I mean, those were back in the very, very young days, but it was, it was a great time. So Dave, um we can finally say to our kids that uh you can be proud demon and we can finally say we are once again the mighty demons which everyone used to be a mighty bombers or a mighty tigers or whatever um i kind of ever never ever thought i'd say the words the mighty demons again and finally the top of the tree mate it's a great feeling isn't it
6: yeah look it is mate and yeah you know, that on the news, they say, "Oh, the the Melbourne Premiership team." And I think, no, hang on, hang on. They've, they've said it wrong on the news. What are they talking <laughs> about? It's still not computing yet. Um, and, and look, people used to say, "What happens if your boy and Mitchell doesn't um, doesn't barick for Melbourne?" I said, "Well, that's okay. Well, I just won't take him to the footy." But if he's strong <laughs> enough and he wants to barrack for somebody else, and he's you know that strong will to want to do that, well, good luck to him. But no, as I said earlier in the in in the chat. And I can't believe that he is. He's probably more passionate than I am. And um, it was great to experience it with him on um, on Saturday night. And yeah, it's uh, looking forward to next yeah you know, next season. Yeah, it's what are we five or six days into our premiership drought, Aaron?
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and
1: how funny you know. how funny you say that, Dave? As the like the the eight of us on here, passionate footballers. All I'm thinking of now is shit. We've got to wait to March now. To get footy back yeah. That's, that's, that's like, it's fantastic They say Melbourne get up I think Shit look The spring carnival's okay But just bring back the footy
0: Yeah I think um, One thing that was fantastic Was to hear that crowd noise again Like how good was that guys To mm. Obviously I showed A couple of clips there Of, of some stuff Early days And you know you, you, You're kicking into that just into the stands and hear that thud as the ball hits the hits the you know a seat in the stands and there's just no no reaction. Um, I mean, it filled a void, didn't it, for us uh, boys during this during this period. But to have any any uh, crowd there is is just um, awesome awesome. So hopefully next time it's us, Dave, um, and we can. It's going to be a tough though, um, being the hunted now, as we talked about before. Um, I suppose we, fair to say, after round eight or nine or even ten this year, we became the hunted anyway. Um, but mm-hmm. we kind of shared that title for a lot of the year with the Bulldogs. And eventually, and eventually the best team won. We did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> was such a throw, I like it. <laughs> You know what? The best team won. Yep. <laughs>
1: now it's wonderful And obviously the main focus tonight Is about the Mighty D's And we can call them the Mighty D's now as you said But it's wonderful to have Eddie's been on before Clint's been on before, Dave Wonderful to have Dave Corsi come on And obviously you come on as well, H But I must admit I want to just clarify What is North Melbourne got to do next year? To get Lovey's head tattooed? they got to win it are oh, they gonna win it? I'm not getting
0: yep. my head tattooed, you dickhead. It's my hip. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hip, head head. hip. No oh, hip. Jesus. Let's get that right. Um, and and just while we're while we're on, quick thanks, mate. I I, uh, I wanted to just take this time to to thank. I just put up a quick note here of all these amazing guests that we've had come on our show. Um, all sorts of artists and and just general punters and people and friends and and it's been it's been an awesome ride, boys and. We're going to continue it for a little bit longer. Uh, we're going to start to switch back into more of the music and arts genres again. Um, Eddie, I know we're going to we're going to talk about some upcoming things that you, that you've got in the works. If uh, if ever this world gets open again, uh, that's going to be exciting. Um, we've even got uh, we've got a couple. Of, we might even have a live gig, mate, planned for your place on that balcony of yours. Uh, that's going to be exciting. So yeah. it might be our first live podcast. Um, so it's going to be an exciting uh, twenty. 22. I've never, I've never been so excited about a new year, uh, for a turnover, a new leaf. Um, the demons are on top. Hopefully the world opens up again. We can get to a final regardless. Uh, it's going to be a great, great time, boys. I think we'll wrap it up there, unless you got too oh. much more to say. <laughs> oh, um,
1: oh, hang on a minute. He's jumped on already. Yeah, hey,
9: there you go. <laughs> Look yeah. Um,
1: Look out. Yeah. Well, hang on, yeah. hang on. Oh. Go, hell. Go, geez. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> just, jump, just a sneaky little what I like it. Well,
10: nice I, I, think too, I think I think nothing's been mentioned about Benny Brown, but there was a kangaroo flavour out there. Just remember that too. <laughs> yeah There you go. I'll oh, side so show, Bobby on that, Eddie, H. Can I ask you a question?
3: Here's my financial. Is my financial advisory background coming in? H, did North Melbourne partially pay for that premiership on the weekend?
10: I think they did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> And, and they will be more than happy to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah.
9: Can I just can I just get one last one last question? Go for it, mate. One one answer from everyone. Day yep. grand final or night grand final? I'm going day. 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 Day.
10: day. day. I'm a night Clint's man. Clint's going night.
5: Clint's going night. When why, Clint? Clint quickly, why? How was the spectacle? It, just it was it unreal. I, get, get, I really yeah, like, give night. me
6: a four. Give me a four thirty start. I couldn't stand waiting to seven o'clock again. That was come horrible. on,
9: Dave. You're a traditionalist, mate. The old bloody thing. Too fucking. Get it back. Get yeah. all the games back on the Saturday on a weekend. I'm not that bad.
6: What I don't like is day daytime fireworks. That just shits me to death. Yeah,
10: no. Good. What, can someone <laughs> tell me what's the
1: point of a daytime fireworks? Nah, none. None.
10: none. Well, Day and grand. The
9: every time every time they say we've got to do a night grand final, the backdrop is fireworks. Like, don't we have enough fucking fireworks? We don't need fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> fucking daytime. Go the go the tradition. What's,
1: what what's your reasoning, hate for the
10: for the twilight or the night, whatever? I just I just think it's it's the benomolent game. It it it's it's the spectacle of it. I think you can have um, more bums on seats watching it. I think it gives, you know, the entertainment at half time a bit more pizzazz and I don't know. I just you know, I think what we've all seen in the last couple of years is the game can survive anywhere, you know. So I know we're all traditionalists and the MCG is the home of the football, but you got to admit sitting down on Saturday night watching that second half in darkness was a great spectacle, I reckon. And I don't think it was too late. You know, the, the adage of, you know, kids might be able to watch it and all that sort of stuff, but kids would be sitting up still now playing on their, you know, PlayStations or something. So people got to get with the real times, you know. I just think it's a great spectacle, I really do. And it's about selling the game, mate. We're in a competitive market space, and the game has got to keep evolving.
0: Yep, I think enough, uh, it's a very good point, H. And, I mean, you got you—you you boys have watched plenty of Dreamtime games, Essendon versus Richmond. Mate, um, no, it's an exciting – it's one of the best games on the planet. <laughs> and bring the balloons back. Bring the balloons back.
2: What's
9: wrong
1: it's with this play? Now now on the topic I used of, to love
9: that wishing that I would get one float over at Greensboro every every grand final.
1: On the topic of the grand final, and H touched it on it, thoughts. I know as being a champion of original music and original artists, what was the thought on the pre and halftime entertainment? Fucking garbage.
0: Tough crowd. <laughs> um <laughs> look i think it was pretty it was pretty tough obviously there was rest- all sorts of restrictions around trying to get bands there and get artists there but i mean i would have i would have loved to have seen someone like um which I, i'll just give a quick shout out to dave larkin um from dallas crane who's the melbourne tragic um he's He's the graphic designer currently right now at the Melbourne Footy Club and redesigned the Melbourne logo, which I kind of love after all these years of changing our logo so many times. Uh, Shout out to a a good musician uh, that they've handed it to who who knows how to design a logo. And I think that's been great. Um, So someone like Dallas Crane, I mean, we've got friends in in bands, Casanovas, um, I mean, they they would all sit on that that stage. Could have brought Jet back. I think Midnight All missed an opportunity. Um, you know, we really had our time. We've got plenty of fantastic, great Australian music. We don't need imports really right now. Um, and I think we really missed our last probably chance for that to happen. Um, but I, I, I really like the night grand final seven o'clock. Not really sure about that. I didn't really like the twilight component kind of felt weird. Um, it's kind of almost like two games uh, on the go, but, yeah, I mean for the purists, obviously two o'clock or three o'clock roughly Saturday afternoon is the only the only time to play it and at the MCG. Um, boys, will it ever leave the MCG again? Your, your thoughts on that?
10: Uh who would know in this world at the moment, but you'd I, hope I, you'd I, hope not. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
3: I'm with Hayden. I I have a sneaky yeah. suspicion in the next two or three years it still might. Um, we just don't know. Yeah. We really we don't. Know. Know. And I think that it's the it's the night grand final. I actually reckon you ditch the you ditch the pre-game shit. Yeah, just get the get the reserves back on. That way you, you sort of keep tradition, but you're modernising the day. Yeah,
10: everyone
3: everyone used to love jumping on at at eleven fifty before the the, the the senior grand final. They used to love watching the, the Magoo's floating around, having a kick for their own premiership to
0: give something to their club on that day. Anyway, it used to be used to be awesome to watch. Yeah, well, I think one so, better than that. I mean, we used to go to the under 19s day. I mean, exactly yeah. from the under um we we saw. You know, that's where you see you used to see your life blood of the club coming through. Nita uh, Ox, we saw in under 19s grand finals. Uh, quick shout out to you, cause I know you. Uh, there's a little Dang. piece of you, mate. Under <laughs> <that
2: you're the laughs>
0: player, Dang, of the team. Um, we, have to, we have to we have to bring that <laughs> up.
2: You every are opportunity. I know you've you left are... it alone,
0: but every opportunity you've had, you've brought it up. So let's bring it up. So just on, on behalf of everyone here, mate, I'd like to thank you for your little contribution uh-huh. with the demons, mate. Um, Jeez, sadly, costly, just... sadly <laughs> costly see much in you, mate, and had to get rid of you. But um did you, you keep that olive I gave you though? Like know? You played more footy than us, mate. Clint's the only one that can hold his uh head up by here <laughs> and as a a superstar demon mate and one we all loved and i know clint i love pumping your tires up mate and i know you're a humble humble guy but 100 games mate for the demons 100 plus actually um it's nothing to be sneezed at mate you're a, you're a demon of old mate um you're just as happy as us uh to be part of this club mate and i really thank the whole club for embracing so many past players uh i think that's right now has been the best time. And it's not just based on this success. I think there's a different breed of people around the club now that are getting involved again and dragging back old players and getting involved. And I hope, uh, Clint, you're down there for pre-season, mate, and like some of those old players were this year and and down at pre-season training and having a run with the boys. I'd love to see you down there and see if that knee still holds up, mate.
5: Yeah, it doesn't. But I will be down there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if nothing else, mate, you'll be on the cans after the game or after training, yeah. and, and we'll enjoy a beer down there together, watching the demons go around next year.
5: Sounds bloody good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. No worries. Have oh, um, Congratulations
0: on about, again, mate. We're all no, done. On behalf of everyone on this thing, um, 62 episodes down, um, we've got. Actually, before we do, we've got another pickled onion we've got to get rid of here, don't we?
5: I was going to say, where's the number six?
0: Let's not let them off. Come on, Lenny boy. Come on, Lenny boy. (laughs) Just while you do, just while you do, the the hilarious part is we move this a little bit later to 8 o'clock because I know one of our big uh, fans, Robert Wine, who I mentioned in Canada, Um, we've nearly blown into three hours show here, boys. So I really thank the the chance for you boys to... um, to get on board with us, demons, uh, make us feel part of this entire <laughs> um, community. We're really enjoying the long chat we've had. Um, Cosy, I think you're about to run out of battery, um, but it's it's been ew, we're back. Uh, it's been a great it's been a great chat, and let's get through this cricket season and let's get footy back going
1: again. Yeah, well, do that. Well, and did you just drink
3: the pickled onion juice,
0: you did? Good boy. Yeah, come on, go Lovie, hard or go home, him. home Alan. Matching lobby. Oh, <laughs> bullshit! No, no chance. Oh, All right, yeah. boys, let's wrap it up with our. This one doesn't go very long, but it's our number sixty twos. <laughs> Righto, boys. Enjoy your week. Go, Demons. Hey, sorry, before we go,
1: mate, quickly, just to H, I just saw his text. Apologies, mate. 4.30 start in the morning, mate, so fantastic effort, mate, coming on and staying on, mate. Really appreciate Had
10: it. Had an enjoyable night. Thanks very much for having me on, and go the mighty Kangas. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, mate. Yeah, mate.
6: See you, guys. See you later. See you, boys.
0: Mate. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Clint. No Thanks, way, everyone.
2: Mate. Good to chat.